It's time for Bishop Gilfoyle Marauder Football. Listen on the air at 98.5 FM at WRTA.com or on the Lightner Radio app. BG Marauder Football is brought to you by Bedford Urology, Park Hills Golf Club, Town and Country Real Estate, Charlie's Tree Service, McDonald's, Culligan of Altoona, The Appliance Station, Holy Trinity Catholic School, The Friars Nook, Craig Fencing, ARC Federal Credit Union, Cullen Sheehan Insurance, Sperian Staffing, Fiore True Value, Imler's Poultry, and by Proactive Sports. Now let's go to the field for Bishop Gilfoyle football. Here's the voice of the Marauders, Rich DeLeo. John and I were having great conversations on the way down, and <clears throat> some of the things that have been plaguing BG this year, one of them actually, a big one has been penalties. And, uh, Coach, you have a, a certain philosophy about uh, penalties and uh, like ones you like to call controllable penalties. Well, yeah, Rich, I think uh, that's one of the key factors in, in, in our winning things chart that we use is that, you know, uh, th- there are penalties such as holding or late hits or some things that, you know, it's part of the game and, and you know, you could call it on every play or not at all. Um, and you don't have much control over those, and it all depends on the objectivity or the subjectivity, I should say, of the officials. Um, but there are controllable penalties that drive me up a wall, and, and those are things like jumping off sides or illegal procedures or delay of games, and that could be both coaching and playing. But, but there are just some things that, that, that you have 100% control over, and in game, the, the more important the game, the, the more important controlling that penalty is. So, you know, that, that's going to be a big factor. And, and I know BG had some problems, uh, both teams actually, uh, the last game. Canton actually, I think, really killed himself with controllable penalties. Um, but um, that is a key factor. And now you tie that in with uh, turnovers. And, and uh, um, you know, that's always going to be a big factor in games like this. Penalties, controllable penalties, and turnovers are going to be two key factors in who wins or loses this game. And then you can take it to explosive plays. And B- BG has had some really excellent explosiveness in their offense from what I've seen. And um, you're always going to get an explosive play when you least expect it that could be the uh, determine the outcome of the game. So there are three key things you can look at, Rich. Penalties, turnover ratio, and explosive plays, and, and see how they come to factor into the outcome. Marauders are going to start the game on defense. Red Bank Valley will receive. Uh, BG will kick from right to left as you uh, sit did your radio dial and you listen to our uh, broadcast of the PIAA state championship game the first one of the weekend right out of the shoot so uh, it was a short prep week didn't have a lot of time to uh, get ready for this game number one didn't have a lot of time to think about last week and we are uh, just about set uh, we again we're being uh, timed by TV but now we're gonna have our national anthem here on WRTA Now, I apologize if we cannot hear it, but uh, we will try. The Red Bank Valley Marching Band, uh, hopefully you could hear some of that with our national anthem. I kept the window closed at request here. I really would rather have the window open. It is kind of a kind of a little bit of a breezy day. Uh, we, we have some movement in the flags. Uh, we were all worried about that coming down, but 
doesn't look like it's going to be too much of a factor. The American flag is pretty much hugging the flagpole, so uh, we will probably not have a wind factor as um, Red Bank Valley takes the field, uh, sort of uh, the same colors as Canton had last week. And the, the Marauders getting the final uh, last-minute uh, instructions from Coach Wheeler very emphatically being delivered. And uh, this is what you play for. And, Coach, you've been here three times, so you know exactly the emotions on both sides of the field. Yeah, and uh, it, it'll be interesting because I think one of the keys for BG this game is their ability to stop the run, and they get an opportunity right from the get-go to see if they can do that. that that's the big strength of Red Bank Valley. And, and the other thing that I think is key for them is uh, no deep passes. You know, uh, if they can stop the run and, you know, they can give up the short passes and then just make the tackles, TAC, tax, tackles after the catch. Um, but if they, can, if they can follow along with those two keys, stop the run, no deep passes, I think um, that, that's going to play a big role in helping them win this game. Well, another big thing, John, is you've seen it. Uh, the Marauders have had a problem also with getting the initial hit and a lot of times behind the line of scrimmage and not making that stop right away, and runners end up getting good yards. Well, absolutely, and that's, that's I think every every team, every high school team in the state of Pennsylvania has that problem, uh, not wrapping when you tackle. Uh, you know, it's one it, it's a, a, an art that we're losing because we don't play tackle football in the backyards anymore, Rich. That's right. <laughs> All right, Devin Wyant gets the uh, – Honor of starting the 1A championship game. Dave Shannon is back in our studios. Dave, has uh, he's been there a long time, folks. We were both there early this morning. He's there. I'm here. The ball's in the air. The state final is underway. And Wyant puts it on the ground, and it's going to be fielded up close. And uh, Red Bank Valley is going to get great field position around the 35-yard line as Aiden Ortz 40. ran that ball back, actually, at the 40. So I don't know if that was intended or not, but, uh, man, when you try that early, you give up great field position, and it will be first and ten for the um, – what are they? What is their nickname? They are the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Okay. I did not see that. Red Bank Bulldogs, first and ten at their own 40-yard line. They're being quarterbacked by Bryson Bain, who's headed to IUP, but not for football. He's a baseball guy. Not bad. Brendan Schreckenghost is his running back. Marauders employ a four-man front. And he's down on his knee, but in the backfield. Ghost gets it, and he's tackled behind the line of scrimmage. Dom Yanishak and P.J. Pollock make the hit, and they're going to put him all the way back to the 36. I think they blew it dead, John, where Bain went down on his knee. Because well, that tackle was made at the 39. Ball's back at the 36. Yeah. So it, they must have blown it dead. It looks like they may have, Rich, because he, he cannot put that knee down to get the football. He's automatically down. So it's second and 14 for the Bulldogs as uh, Bain once again has Shrek and Ghost in the backfield. Now Bain's going to throw it. He's going to throw it on the wing in a terrible pass. It didn't even look like he grabbed that ball. It was intended for Marquise Gardlock. And, John, just in the first two plays, I don't know if you're seeing what I'm seeing, but Red Bank Valley looks extremely extremely nervous uptight anxious uh first first game jitters uh, being in the state championship bg on the other hand very aggressive attacking and knocking red bank backward and that's something that uh, they're going to have to adjust to it looked like he couldn't wait fast enough to get that ball out third down and 14 bain up the middle gonna be hit he's gonna be brought down inside the backfield pj pollock again along with colin butler and just like that three plays and out a minus three overall and the marauders will get the football 
here in the first quarter. Well, a, it was a good pass rush, Rich, because they had the post open down the middle. Their, their slot receiver did a great job of putting a move on, on the safety. So um, luckily, BG's... Well, you've, we've got both coaches on either side of us, folks. We're right in the middle, so you're going to be hearing a lot of that today. Tate Minnick is the punter. He's going to kick it to Cooper Rother. A high kick, end over end. Going to hit at the uh, 35, take a BG bounce back to the 36 and rolls out between the 35 and 36. And that's where the Marauders, after a great defensive stand, will get the ball first and 10. John, nothing better than to have three negative plays on your first defensive set, three and out and make them punt. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Rich. BG, uh, they came with a lot of pressure, and, and they didn't have to bring people. They, uh, they just got it from the front four, and uh, that's a good start for their defense. All right, so Carson Kiesewetter, who has had a dynamite playoff season, leads the Marauders out. The ball is at the 36-yard line. It'll be first and 10 for the Marauders. They send twins to the left, right, no one to the left, and now they send everybody to the right. And Garner, oh, yeah, I knew I was going to say that. Rother in the backfield. Cooper, the handoff. 35, 40. He's up across the 40 and out close to the 44-yard line. Cooper Rother with a gain of eight, and we've got a player down, but getting up, from the bottom of the pile was Aiden Ortz. Not before, Rother gains eight and brings up second and two. Yeah, simple ISO play from a from, uh, power eye type formation, Rich. And so they took it right to him and a great first play for BG's offensive line to establish himself. Second and two for the Marauders as Yanishak and uh, Rother come wide to the left. Or Abraham in the backfield for Kesey Wetter. Patrick Rowley is wide to the right. Carson. Takes the snap, going to run it himself, gets to the outside to the 45, cuts back to the inside. It's going to be spun down, but he's going to have enough for the first down. Kesey Wetter to the 46, tackled by Brendan Schreckenghost. First and 10 Marauders. And again, the BG coaches off to our left, the Red Bank Valley coaches off to our right. No press box on the other side for the visiting team, so the all the coaches are here in the main press box. And we're right in the middle, so we get all the fun stuff. What you hear in your headsets on the sideline. First and 10 Marauders at their own 46-yard line. Nine and a half minutes to go first quarter, no score. Twins both ways for BG. Abraham in the backfield. It's a four-man front for Red Bank Valley. Carson in the shotgun. Rother in motion to the right. Kesey Wetter hands off to Abraham. Right side, 50 into Red Bank territory. Down at the 49, going to be a gain of five. On the stop is Chris Marshall. But so far, all good for the Marauders. They seem to have Found some running room on the right side. John's doing a little pest control here. That's two now. Jeez, that's Going four, for the hat trick. Four, oh, four. four, four. He's beyond the hat trick. <laughs> anyway, the ball is in the Red Bank Valley territory now at the 49. Second down and five for BG. BG's getting a good push from their offensive line, Rich. Uh, uh, they got they got Red Bank back on their heels right now. Looks like a double slot to the right. And Kesey right up the middle. And Carson going to get to the 45, and he's going to be stopped there. But he's only going to be a yard short of the first down. He's brought down by several white jerseys, led by Ashton Colley. And that's going to be third down and one for BG at the Bulldog 45-yard line, 825. Remaining in the first quarter, no score. BG Red Bank Valley from Hershey referee Rich, Coach John Franco, High above, beautiful perch here in Hershey Park Stadium. And I think, Rich, uh, the offensive line for each team is going to determine the outcome. And right now, BG's offensive line performing much better. Tight formation for the Marauders. A full house backfield. Kiesewetter up the middle. Got the first down. He's hit and brought down at the 40-yard line. So Carson Kiesewetter doing what he's done best all playoffs long. 
gets a first down, and again, Brendan Schreck and Ghost gets the tackle, but the Marauders on the move. First and 10 at the Bulldog 40. Well, again, BG's doing what got them here, running Keezy Wetter and uh, just powering up inside. Looks like another tight formation for BG. Three backs spread out in front of Keezy Wetter. One of them is Santi Bambachi. Keezy Wetter looks for room off the right side, 35. Down to the 30. He's wrestled down at the 29. Inside the 30, going to be a first and 10 for the Marauders. I don't know if you noticed that, Rich, but they had the Red Bank defense alignment standing up and being driven back. Outstanding job by the BG offensive line. And the Marauders aren't letting up. They're getting right to the line of scrimmage. So Coach Wheeler employing everything right now. He said it's all out on the table today, and you're right, John. They're just standing them up and, and blowing them off the line of scrimmage right now. And the Marauders just left with 12 on the field. It's a wonder that's not a flag. They just had 12 on the field, and the Red Bank coaches said the same thing. Rother, the handoff up the middle. Cooper's got room, and he's down to the 35. That's going to be a gain of, uh, well, they'll put him at the 36. Gain of three. Second down and seven. Joseph Mansfield on the stop for Red Bank Valley. Marauders on the march at the Bulldog 26-yard line. 645 and moving. First quarter, no score from Hershey Park. Rich noticed that they're running to the offensive left uh... Number two for Red Bank Valley is supposed to be their best defensive player, and he is a defensive end on their left, which would be BG's right. So um, let's see if BG stays away from him or if they move him to the opposite side. Rother the lone whiteout is Keesey Wetter going to run it again. Carson up across the 25, and he's going to be brought down around the 22-yard line, minimal gain, and that time making the stop was Zeldon Fisher for Red Bank. Going to bring up third and about three from the 22 for BG, boy, you continue this drive, you really don't want to settle for three here. You're moving the ball. You want to get down get that first seven. Well, and again, that clock's going to be moving for us, Rich, because uh, yeah. that ball's not coming uh, into the air at all. BG quickly up to the line. They've got plenty of time on the play clock. Full house backfield, third and three. Keesey Wetter again up the middle. Carson spins, and he's going to be hit and drop behind the line of scrimmage. That time he tried one too many shimmies. And Tate Minich, along with Chris Marshall on the stop, and the Marauders look like they're going to go for it. It's going to be fourth and two. They actually gave him a gain to the 21, so it's going to be fourth and two from the 19-yard line. And Coach Wheeler going to go for it here. Well, nope, he's going to field goal. They're going to put it down at the 28-yard line. Devin Wyatt going to try a 38-yard field goal. Now, again, the wind is not a factor here right now. Yanishak calls for the ball. Snap, set, kick, long enough, no good. Off to the left, so BG fizzles out. I thought they were going to go for it on fourth and two, but Wyatt's kick again sails wide left. We saw that go the same wide left in the exact same direction last week at Mansion Park, so we remain scoreless with 5.13 to go in the opening quarter. Well, BG, it was interesting, Rich. They they used a power-eye backfield just about every play, maybe except one in that series. So it looked like they were just going to hunker up and go right at them and establish a line of scrimmage. And, and I thought their offensive line did a really good job. Uh, they, they had them back on their heels. Um, so let's see what, they, what BG is going to come back and counter with. They, they have them set up for some play-action passes, from some counter traps, which they run really well. So I think they've got them set up well. The foundation is set for a good offensive game. Our game today brought to you by our wonderful sponsors who have been with us all year long, and we have some uh, additional sponsors who have come on board for today's championship game, namely Postal Express, where ship happens. For all your Christmas shopping needs, Charlie's Tree Service, don't be a blockhead. Call Charlie's today at 232-5208. 
Mike Luther at Premier Pest Control. Call 312-7702 for what's bugging you. Park Security. Are you looking for a security system provider for your business or home? We offer affordable options. Park Security, local provider. We are here for you, and they wish the Marauders all the luck. And Park Home. Need new furniture, mattress, or appliances? Look no further than Park Home. Local, family-owned, huge in-stock selection. Park Home. Stop in today. Good luck to the BG Marauders. Well, John, uh, we'll see what uh, differences uh, Red Bank Valley brings out now as we just had our first TV timeout of the day. They got minus three yards on three plays in the first go-around, so we'll see what they do differently here on their second possession. Yeah, Rich, they were doing what we talked about. They looked like they were just happy to be here, and uh, and now I think they got shaken up a little bit. Let's see if that's changed them. Bain in the backfield with Shrek and Ghost. Bain's going to throw it. This time he does get it on the wing, and again, it's in and out of the hands of the intended receiver, Tate Minich, but two marauders. We're right there on the play. The Shafari brothers were right there along with, looks like, uh, Nathan Hag to make sure that uh, Minich didn't get much. But, again, the ball was catchable, went right yeah, through he, his hands. Yeah, he, he put it right on the uh, money, and, and the receiver just dropped it. They ran a little flat route to the outside, and he, he would have had a nice five-yard gain. Second down and 10, ball at the 20-yard line. Another snap. Shrekin goes the handoff up the middle. He gets across the 20 to about the 23-yard line. Colin Campbell and Colin Butler, the Colin brothers, make the stop. Going to be a gain of three, bring up third down and seven with 4.53 left to go in the opening quarter. No score, second possession for Red Bank Valley. Rich, something to take note of. Number three is the running back, 24, who was their big gun all year. It doesn't look like he's playing. Not I can't playing see again. him. Nope. All right, Bain with the snap. He's being chased. He's going to throw it away. Well, Nobody there. That should be, be grounding. It's got to be a penalty. Well, apparently not. Justin Wheeler throws his hands out and says, why isn't it grounding? But uh, he's not going to. Now they're going to talk to the referee about it. Number nine says he was in the area, but it didn't look like it when that ball hit the ground. And that's what they're going to go with. So another short three and out. The BG fans don't like it at all. But they're going to get the ball back. Well, it looked like the receiver was running a streak downfield, and maybe they thought that he got hit, and that that shortened the pass up. But uh, boy, it looked pretty bad from up here. Minick the punter, Rother the receiver. Good snap. He's going to kick it to the sideline, keep it away from Rother. But Cooper's right there at the 45. Breaks a couple of tackles, Ooh. fumbled it, but fell on it at the 49. So BG gets excellent field position to start its second possession, first and 10. At their own 49 with 429 left in the first quarter. No score, Red Bank Valley, BG, Hershey Park, the state championship. Rich DeLeo, John Franco here. Final game of the year, so we have no more after today, but doesn't stop for me. Next week, basketball begins. Well, BG's had one series, Rich, with 10 plays, and Red Bank Valley had six plays total in two series. And neither and Red Bank Valley hasn't gotten past the 40-yard line because that's where they started their first drive. I don't think they've gained more than a yard. Abraham, the running back, he breaks a tackle, gets across the, right up to the 50-yard line. Going to only be a gain of one. He was brought down by Ashton Kale and Brandon Ross. Going to be a gain of one for Drew. Brings up second and nine right at midfield for the Marauders. Well, we'll see. Now, the Marauders had success running right the first time. This time, they tried left. Well, they went. They ran a little counter play off the uh, power stuff they were doing to the right, and uh, and Red Bank was right there. Now they send uh, receivers not so wide out in the pattern. Uh, wide slot and split to the right and left. Second down and nine. Rother in motion going away from us. Kesey Wetter. Gonna step. He's going to run the ball. He's got room. 50, 40, 35. Cuts outside, and he's brought down. 
at the 29-yard line. Carson Kiesewetter, nobody home, had all the kinds of running room. You heard the coaches saying, run, run, run. And Carson gets it down for a 21-yard gain to the 29-yard line of Red Bank Valley, first and 10 BG. And uh, Kiesewetter again doing what he does best, and that's creating everything was, was covered. Uh, there was a nice uh, pass rush, so he just broke it out. Patrick Riley, the lone wide out to the right. Kesey Wetter in the backfield, gives it off to Rother. Cooper's got room, 25 down inside the 25, close to the 23-yard line. That's where he'll be put down in a gain of six. And making the tackle was Colby Barrett. For the uh, Bulldogs, it's going to be a gain of six. Second down and four for BG at the Bulldog 23-yard line, 320. Remaining in the first quarter, no score, but the Marauders again on the march. I don't think they'll settle for three this time. Casey Wetter gives it off to Rother. Cooper up the middle, hit it to 21, brought down right there. Nice hit. Good stop by Chris Marshall. Be a gain of two, and it'll bring up third down and two right where they were the last time, and a marauder slow getting up. That is uh, Anthony Edwards, well, but he seems to be okay. They ran an ISO play to the right and got six yards out of it, Rich. They ran another ISO to the left, same play left side. They got one out of it, so let's see if they have something to counter off that. And no deference to Devin Wyatt, but I think the Marauders are in four-down territory here. Third down and two, Kesey Wetter hands it off to Rother. Cooper up the middle, got the first down. Across the 20, he's going to be stopped at about the 18 as five Bulldogs try to put him down. And Coach Wheeler again says, isn't that a little excessive? But he gets up to the 17-yard line, and that's going to be a first down for BG. This still a good, good aggressive yep. place over there. They John. ran right at him, Rich, and again, they they have Red Bank Valley back on their heels right now. Yeah, they do. Marauders now inside the red zone at the Bulldogs' 17-yard line with a first and 10. 2:20 left in the first quarter, no score, but BG now threatening in the red zone. Abraham and Rother in the backfield as Yanishak comes wide to the left. Four-man front for Red Bank Valley. Kiesewetter fakes a handoff, looks to the left, runs to the right, going to be hit. Brought down, he might lose a yard back to the 23, 20 uh, or 18. That's where he's going to go down. Uh, Kesey Wetter tried to do too much there. Joe Mansfield and Brendan Schreckenghost make the tackle for Red Bank Valley. You know what, John, I know he's a bread and butter guy. He's a go-to guy, but he can't do it on just about every play. These other kids are going to have to make some plays. Yeah, exactly, Rich. And um, right now, Red Bank Valley is set up for a nice play-action pass if they have something in their uh, arsenal, which I know they do. Um, I think they're biding time a little bit. Uh, counteraction, uh, Red Bank has stopped their counteraction pretty well. All right, twins left. Patrick Riley out to the right, wing to the right. Abraham in the backfield. Kesey Wetter back to pass. Carson's got time. Over the middle. It's Colin Campbell. He's inside the five. First and goal, BG. Beautiful throw by Kesey Wetter and Colin Campbell. From his tight end position, takes it down to the Red Bank Valley two-yard line. First and goal, BG. Looked like uh, one of our old-fashioned tight end delay patterns, Rich. And, uh, and boy, he ran it perfectly. He was wide open down the middle, and Carson made a nice pass. Marauders quickly up to the line. Full house backfield in front of Kesey I think he's going to take it. Carson up the middle. Dives. End zone. Got to be in. Now they're marking him down. Nope, they're marking him down just short. Well, well, that official must have the best eyes I, anywhere he like he was in, in Hershey, Pennsylvania, for him to be <laughs> able to find that one-inch spot 
<laughs> Man, this guy's got to be the best eyesight ever. Well, they're going to have to run another play. The play clock is well below the game clock. Second and goal, the ball inside the one-yard line for the Marauders. They're going to just push, push, push right up here. Now Kesey Wetter under center. Carson takes it. End zone. Got to be in. That touchdown. And the Marauders break through with 26 seconds to go in the opening quarter. Carson, Kesey Wetter, a one-yard touchdown run. And the Marauders break on top six to nothing. And now all important extra points. We said it last week, all important extra points. Drew Abraham, the reliable, or I'm sorry, uh, Devin Wyatt. Where'd I get Drew Abraham? Yanishak, the holder, um, yeah, Wyatt, the kicker. Snap, set, kick, up, good. Bishop Guilfoyle, seven. Red Bank Valley, nothing. And Bishop Guilfoyle breaks on top, so this time the Marauders are not denied. And they break on top 7 to nothing. We have some more of our wonderful patrons and sponsors who have come aboard for today's championship game to thank. Without them, we wouldn't be here. And without our regular sponsors, who are just tremendous, we would not be here. Five-star power sports home or off the road. Five-star power sports Duncansville and Bedford has got you covered. Largest selection of ATVs, side-by-sides, bikes, snowmobiles, watercraft, you were born ready for this. Let's go, BG. Five-star Mitsubishi Altoona. No one stocks more. No one sells for less. It doesn't get any better than this. Let's go, Marauders. So, John, a 51-yard drive aided by a nice pass play, and you were right. They were set up perfectly for that, and Casey Wetter hit Pat, or hit uh, Colin Campbell on the money to get them inside the five. Well, Rich, they, uh, the drive lasted 11 plays. Nine of the plays, or I'm sorry, nine play drives. Seven of them were runs, one pass play, and one scramble that gained over 20 yards by Kesey Wetter. And again, you know, making the big play twice. So, um, again, BG showed that they can do more than just come right at you, but the uh, inside running game is setting up a great foundation for the rest of their offense. Chris Marshall and Marquise Guardlock are back deep to await the kick of Devin Wyatt. I think you want to try to kick it deep now. Seeing their offense has done absolutely nothing, you want to pin them. And they squib it again. That's a free ball. And the Marauders again can't get it. Anthony Shafori was right there to get that fumble. And he, I don't think he touched it because they just threw a flag for the ball going out of bounds. So uh, they can actually take it right there and gain four yards from it being at the 35. They did throw a flag, so Shafari never got a hand on it, actually. Well, look, they obviously saw something that that made it seem like uh, they had an onside kick if it was open. Uh, now, I know uh, Red Bank Valley has returned a couple of kicks for touchdowns this year. They've been explosive in returning kicks, so that might be the reason. And, and but boy, they were really close to uh, but you recovering know, that. What I think, John, and, and you're the coach, but the, the more you keep giving them good field position, that could turn on you eventually. Oh, absolutely. That's one, one of the chances you take when you onside kick. Ghost, uh, the runner, he's hit in the backfield. He's going to dive forward for a couple of yards in the hands of uh, Dom Yanishak. And uh, that is going to be the end of the first quarter because Red Bank Valley is in no hurry. And, again, they're just out there wandering, looking, looking around, walking. They may try another play here. We're down to four seconds. Let's see if they get this off. They're not going to. No, One, no. and that's it. First quarter is over. It's Bishop Guilfoyle, seven. Red Bank Valley, nothing. Come back for the second quarter. It's the Class 1A championship game. 
on WRTA. ARC Federal Credit Union can help you with many of the important things in life. If you'd like to become a member, ARC has growing opportunities and you'd be surprised at how easy it is to qualify now that ARC includes over two dozen local employers and organizations. And with two branches, it's easier than ever. Services like business loans, online banking, and mobile deposit. Let us show you the many benefits of being a member of ARC Federal Credit Union. Stop into 1919 7th Avenue in Altoona and 419 North 7th Street in Juniata. If you're driving less, you could save more. With pay-per-mile car insurance from Allstate, you can have control over your auto insurance costs by only paying for the miles that you drive. Pay-per-mile car insurance comes with the same reliable coverage you've come to expect from Allstate, but is designed for people who aren't on the road as much. Drive less, save more with Allstate. Contact Altoona Allstate agent Cullen Sheehan for a quote today. Price based on driving behaviors and includes a daily rate. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and its affiliates. Bishop Gilfoyle football plays here on Talk Radio 98.5 and 1240 WRTA. All right, back at Hershey Park Stadium, referee Rich, coach John Franco after one quarter. All good. Bishop Gilfoyle seven, Red Bank Valley nothing. And, uh, John, I have to say this, even after the first down play, that's one been, I think, their only positive play of the day. They got two yards on first down, and this is their third possession. This team looks scared to death. Yeah, they uh, they are not coming off the ball. Uh, everything I heard, I was told that this offensive line was really good and will really come at you, but we haven't seen that. And number three, the main running back, is a five foot Boy, three, one hundred thirty nine pounder, and <laughs> and he is not getting anything for them. So uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see if they stick with this. Bryson Bain in the backfield now, the quarterback, second down, he fakes a handoff, passes it down line, and again, it is in and out of the hands of the intended receiver, Chris Marshall, and that was dangerously close to a fumble and a lateral. Yep, and uh, that's number nine who's considered their best offensive player. And and he's uh, had two go through his hands now. Yeah, I mean, that that was catchable, but even then, you know, I don't think they had a block on the uh, BG linebackers. They were coming right in. I don't know how big of a gain that would have ended up. Third down and eight from the Bulldog 45-yard line, just underway in the second quarter, no, uh, seven to nothing BG. Bain again, back to pass. This time he steps up, he fires it. He's down, got his man down the sideline, but the pass was too far for Marquise Gardlock. And there again, John, Bain in the backfield, he got that ball and couldn't get rid of it fast enough. Now, they're not blocking the, the rush on the edge, Rich, and, 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 and they're just either, either the tackles aren't getting there or the back is supposed to pick it up. I don't know what their blocking scheme is, but uh, he has to get rid of it quickly, and that wasn't a bad ball. I mean, the, I thought the receiver kind of slowed down, and if he had just kept running, he might have had a shot at he it. He had the defensive back beat, no doubt about it. All right, it is a Minnick to punt, and he's going to kick it away from Roth. No, he's going to kick it right at him. Rother is going to let it go at the 20. It's going to bounce all the way back down to the 10. And a, oh, a Red Bank Valley player might have just twisted his knee. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, I'm number one. Oh, my goodness. He was going after the ball to down it, and it looked like he twisted his knee. Oh, boy. Boy, you hate to see that. That is uh, Gunnar Mangentini. And, and the ball actually ended up at the seven-yard line, so Cooper Rother may have made a bad decision there. Boy, and, I, and you know, the... Uh, oh, you hate to see this. The, the, he's listed as also their long snapper, and boy, would that be a big, big and loss. you know what? He took his helmet off and slammed it to the turf, and he, his knee buckled. You yeah, can just see it yeah, buckle. Yeah, we can watch him. And, oh, my goodness, that you just good. hate to see that. You really do. So we have an injury timeout for Gunnar Mangentini. We're going to take uh, time out here to tell you about our wonderful sponsors you've heard from all year. 
Bedford Regional Urology, Tavern 27, Park Hills Golf Club, Coldwell Banker, Town & Country Real Estate, Bob Pennington, Broker Owner, Blair County Dairy Queens, Charlie's Tree Service, and our area McDonald's. 7 to nothing BG, but we've got a stoppage of play here. Now the Marauders will see what their offense is made of. And his knee is already wrapped up, John, and they're not going to take any chances. His knee is already up. He's got a big brace on his left knee, and he's got a sleeve on the right one, and it's the right one that uh, he seems to have hurt, and they're having to carry him off. And, boy, you hate to see that. Boy, and yeah, that was a non-contact. He just yeah. was running, and, and his feet came out from under him, and um, and, and he just went, it just buckled. So now the Marauder's in a precarious spot. You really, don't, uh, you really want to be careful here. You want to get the ball out until at least the 20, which would be a first down in this case. It's at the 7, and uh, Cooper Rother let that punt go. It seemed like he could have fielded it. But I guess he thought that the defenders were too close. Yeah, for and and uh, the last time he kind of bobbled one, and I think that was on his mind also. But uh, BG has run the ball very well, and and uh, this is the time, uh, the place on the field where you want to do that. So. All right, Kesey Wetter with Abraham and Rother in the backfield, first and ten. And again, you know, Kesey Wetter keeps it. He's up to the five, to the ten, gets to the outside, and gets inside outside the ten. Close to the 11-yard uh, line. That's going to be a gain of four, so that's kind of what you want here at this point. You just want to get a first down to keep the drive going and get out of the shadow of your own goalpost. Absolutely. Getting the first down is crucial right now, and that's a nice that nice gain on first down. So you get second and six, and uh, that's definitely a workable situation. Ball at the Marauder 11-yard line for BG. Second down and four, or six, beg your pardon. Now it's... Um, Caden Wyant in the backfield for BG. Kesey Wetter in the shotgun. Rother in motion to the left, and it's widened with or Wyant with the run. Up the middle, he's going to be hit. No go. And there's a flag coming into the pile. So uh, I'm going to venture that this is a holding call against the Marauders. Now, the coach has a decision to make because they stopped him for a gain of only one. It could be third down and six, or it could be second down and half the distance to the goal. And yeah, that you, would make it a longer play, but you give them second down over. Yeah, again. you get get another, and you aren't really on gaining much yardage here. You're gonna you're gonna gain maybe five yards. So, so I might just decline. I this think one. they're gonna they're gonna take it, or maybe not. Holding against BG, and they are gonna take it. They're moving the ball back to the five, so it's gonna bring up second down and thirteen or twelve from the five yard line. So now the Marauders in a real precarious position. Well, let's see if, uh, if if they're going to throw from this position. You know, at some point, Red Bank Valley has got a zero win on Keseywetter, which means somebody else has got to make a play. Now the Marauders are in trouble. They're still in the huddle with nine seconds on the play clock. And you're going to have to hurry. Two receivers get set. Keseywetter barks out the signals. Does he get it off? I guess so. Kesey Wetter up the middle. Carson's got room. He's up to the 10, to the 15, and he's close to the first down, it. and he got, got it down it. to the 19-yard line. Carson Kesey Wetter, a 14-yard pickup, gets BG out of a hole, makes it first and 10 from the Marauder 19-yard line. Kesey Wetter coming through again in the clutch, Rich. Uh, this kid, just whether he is creating or it's a called quarterback draw, um, he makes plays. Well, he just made another big one there after the holding call, and it's first and 10 at the 19-yard line for the Marauders. Yanishak wide left, Rother wide to the right, Abraham behind, Kesey Wetter in the backfield, Carson now up under center. One of few times you'll see that. Carson fakes the handoff, and he's going to keep it. Carson's going to get around the left end. He's at the 20, trying to get out, and he's out of bounds at the 25-yard line. Going to be a gain of six, chased out of bounds by a trio 
of Bulldogs, but again, it's been all Carson Keseywetter pretty much here in the first half, and his legs have carried BG's offense. It is now second down and four from the 25. Yeah, BG uh, has run a lot already, and we've only played a little over a quarter, where they fake the ISO and the quarterback keeps it on a run to the outside. They've run that play five or six times already. And, um, and it's effective. Kesey Weather has, has a good faking motion. He draws the defense in, and then he pulls it. Again, wideouts either way for the Marauders with a, with a Rother now in the backfield. Abraham a wing. Rother goes in motion away from the play. He's going to get a little flare out. He's got the ball to 25, and he's brought down at the 28. Close to the first down, uh, maybe about a half a yard short, it looks like, where they're going to put it. Yeah, they'll be about half a yard short. And it'll be third down and less than one for the Marauders. They're looking at it here. I think he's short where they put the ball. Yeah, he's going to be about a half yard short. So this is obviously doable. Third down and about a half a yard to go. Ball between the 28 and 29 yard lines. They got to get to the 29 for a first down. Tight formation. Here comes Kesewetter. He's going to run it. Carson up the middle. First down across the 30. Bangs his way out to the 35. And he's out to the 36. Seven-yard line, 36. Enough, they're going to put it at the 37. That will be enough for a Marauder first down. So it's obvious what Justin Wheeler's um, strategy is here, at least in the first half. They're going to run the ball. They're going to try and control it. And seeing, John, that Red Bank's offense has gone nine plays for just about no yards, you really can take time off the clock here, go down and get a score, Maybe take 14 into the locker room and then come out and get the second half kick. Well, that's, that looks like what uh, the plan is, Rich. Casey Wetter again up the middle. Carson gets uh, hit, and he's going to get dragged down around the 40-yard line. That'll be a gain of three. And a lot of Bulldogs with Brendan Schrecken goes. That little fella is making every play. He's five foot three, folks. 139 pounds. Well, here he weighs zero. So he's kind of light. He's listed at 139 (laughs) over here, and uh, he he is a good, tough player. Well, he gets his helmet in there, doesn't he? Isn't that what you coaches still say? Get your helmet in there. No, we're not allowed to say that anymore. We're not allowed to say helmet. Oh, is it offensive? You've got to say put your chest in there. Oh, my goodness. Or your shoulder. Second down and about seven. For the Marauders, Kesey Wetter hands to Rother. Cooper up the middle, got running room, ran into one of his own linemen, but gets out to the 45-yard line. He's going to gain good yardage as Zeldon Fisher makes the stop. So it's going to be third down and a short two for the Marauders as they chug toward midfield. Clock chugging along, 7.37 to go. Second quarter, BG7, Red Bank Valley nothing. And if I'm Justin Wheeler, I don't throw this ball at all because you're going to wear this group out. Yeah, keep going right at him. Uh, it, you know, BG's taking it right to him, and, and the running game's working well. Full house backfield in front of Keseywetter, so it's going to be Carson again up the middle. He puts his head down, drives forward. He's going to be short. No, they're going to put him right at the 47, and if that's the case, that's a first down, and it is first down for Keseywetter. Bottom of the pile for uh, Red Bank Valley is Colby Barrett, and the coaches up here are saying, go, go, go. As you can see, John, again, Red Bank Valley just milling around out there. They're, they have not stopped BG basically at all this afternoon. No, they, they look like uh, they just got out of bed, Rich. They, uh, <laughs> they, they, they just, uh, there's no energy. They're just Fumble oh, in the backfield, but Rother picks it up, and they're going to blow it dead. They say Casey Wetter was down. Yeah. Or no, 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 this might be a break. They're going to call BG for a false start. So that is okay because it will be first down over. But, oh, yeah. Rother fumbled the ball and it bounced right back up to him and he had a head of steam mm-hmm. with nobody in front of him but they blew it dead but that's a break for bg yeah. actually when i think there is nobody in front of him rich because they stopped on the whistle 
And, um, yeah, you're right, BG's lucky. That would have been second and maybe 12 as opposed to first and 15. First and 15's not real uh, pleasant, no, but, but it's, it's first better. down. Yeah, I like the down better than the uh, distance. Ball back at the 42-yard line for the Marauders. First and 15 for BG. 6.33 left in the quarter and the half, and it's 7 to nothing. Marauders would dearly love a touchdown on this drive. And there is another flag, and now we've got an offsides. So it worked out. BG gets first and 10 right back. And again, another mistake by Red Bank Valley. And boy, I'll tell you what, I think my scenario is going to play out just fine here. If the Marauders can take a good amount of time off and get a 14-0 lead and come out and get the second half kick, they may be able to put the game away. Yeah, and, um, and you know, the, the only concern I have is BG has so totally dominated the game, but yeah. it's still only 7-0. So Red Bank Valley, despite playing poorly. Rother, the handoff, up the middle. Cooper's got running room. He's into the secondary. You heard the BG coaches saying it was there. And Cooper Rother gets a nice gain across midfield into Bulldog territory at the 47. That's a second down, and we're going to call it a short four for the Marauders at the Bulldog 47-yard line. Clock continues to wind away, 5.50. Left in the half, 7-0 BG. Here come the Marauders again. Riley wide to the near side. Yanishak on a wing. Abraham and Rother with Casey Wetter. Rother again the handoff. Cooper right up the middle. Puts his head down and uh, slams across the 45. Close to the 44. And he's going to be just shy of the first down. Tackled on the play by uh, Brandon Ross of Red Bank Valley. Ball at the 44. Going to bring up third down and one for the Marauders. Well, this has been total domination by BG, but you're right, John. It's only a 7-0 lead, so uh, unless they can put some distance between themselves and Red Bank Valley, the Bulldogs are going to have a chance to hang around. Yeah, and yeah, BG wants to protect the football at this point. Don't give them anything. Uh, you know, no controllable penalties, and uh, just keep running the ball. Just looking for a first down here. Bambachi in the backfield again as a blocker. He's going to help Casey Wetter get the first down, and Carson is up over the 40-yard line. And he'll be down to the 39, and it's another first down. Zeldon Fisher on the stop for the Marauders. 4.50 to go. Second quarter, first and 10 Marauders at the Red Bank Valley 44-yard line. 4.40 left in the half, 7-0 BG. Well, I'll tell you, Rich, the old-time coaches are going to love this. Two tight ends, power-eye backfield, almost every other set. And that's what we got here. And uh, Rother, the handoff up the middle. Cooper's got room. He's across the 40, the 35, and... Down close to the 33-yard line, and again, the Marauders just methodically moving down the field. That's going to be a gain of six to the 33. It'll bring up second down and four. And, John, you love those second and shorts because that gives you basically two plays well, to get a first down. Anything under five yards gives you a, a great chance to get a first down. BG has done a great job with their first down plays because they are getting short yardage on both second and third downs. Kesey Wetter now with kind of a triangle in the backfield in front of him, and he's going to run it this time, and Carson is going to go up the middle, and he's going to get across the 30 to the 29, and if that's where they put it down, they've got another first down, and they do. Carson, Kesey Wetter, and everybody now getting into the act. Cooper Rother getting into the act, but the Marauders now just really, really dissecting Red Bank Valley, and it looks like they have no answer, and now we've got a timeout on the field, and it's Red Bank Valley with the timeout. 3.37 to go. And I don't think the Bulldogs, John, have any answers for the Marauders right now. Well, right now, the, the only answer is, you know, let's play harder, guys. You know, they, they've got some good size on the front. 
and um, and BG's just pushing them around right now. They uh, the you know it looks like they're uh, deer in a headlight look, Rich. Uh, they're they're just not used to being uh, in this type of game, and you know they came off a big win over the whippy old champion last week, and and sometimes you know you get you know get too comfortable enjoying that win. And, and you, you don't uh, have your focus quite right. And at this point, they don't. And they, they better wake up a little bit because VG is in a position to put the game away before halftime. Well, uh, another seven points would be great. And then the Marauders, as I said, get the second half the kick. Kickoff, but, the, right? that, but there you got to be aware of the onside kick because, as we said, there's no tomorrow. There's no next week. Yep. You, and I know they'll be aware of it. But uh, you really got to pay attention to that. But that scenario of the end of the half score and the beginning of the third quarter score, that's usually where games and more are won and lost. Yep, and, and we have 3.43 left in the half. BG and methodically come downfield. They started this drive back here at their 10. And, seven, uh, actually. Seven, yeah. And uh, they, uh, they're they moving again. Well, they did the same thing against Homer Center. They had a 91-yard touchdown drive that night. Rother, the handoff again. He's got a hole. He's up to the 25, and he's brought down inside the 25, close to the 21-yard line. As big number 51 for the Marauders, Anthony Edwards led the way for Rother, and BG is just getting all kinds of room to run right now. That's a gain of seven to the 22. It'll be second down and three for the Marauders with 3.20 to go. They're staring right into the clock, so a great clock management opportunity here for Justin Wheeler and the coaches, and I'm sure they'd love to go down and score with like one second left. Yep, and again, another first down play where they gained five or more yards. Now Cooper Rother is a wide out to the left. Abraham and Yanishak in the backfield. Keseywetter up the middle. Not a lot of running room there, and he's going to get down to the 21. That's only going to be a gain of one. So that's going to bring up third down and two for the Marauders. 2.52 to go in the first half, so they have two plays to get two yards. And they've had four down territory. You know darn well that uh, they're going to go out of both times. Third down and two for the Marauders at the Bulldog 21-yard line. Tight formation, so here we go again. They know it's coming, but they have a wide three. Casey Wetter up the middle, cuts back. He's not going to get it. He didn't. He got to the 20, so it's going to be fourth and one for the Marauders. What do you do here? I think you got to go for it. No, you have to. I really do. Yeah. It's fourth yeah. and one. Casey Wetter was. You run was, the ball every play from the seven-yard line up to here. You got to go for this. So the Marauders with a big fourth down here, and this is where the game can turn. If they get the first down, they keep the drive alive and uh, for a potential touchdown, and Coach Wheeler's going to let the clock run down, and they're going to take their time to decide this because they're going to call a timeout. There's uh, 12 on the play clock, 155 in the game clock, so they'll let it run down another 10 seconds. And they're going to call timeout. So BG's going to talk it over on a fourth and one with 146 to go in the half. It is BG7. Red Bank Valley, nothing. But this is so important because now we're under two minutes. And if the Marauders can get the first down, they've got a real shot at opening this game up to a 14-0 lead and then maybe a potential game ender at the uh, second half kick. Yeah, I was a little surprised, Rich, that uh, he didn't call the timeout a little sooner. Um, you know, uh, having two minutes, they're running the ball. Uh, they may need the clock. Um, well, John, you've so, lamented about this a couple of times, but this would be a perfect time. They have not run any of their counter plays yet. Yeah, I mean, well, they, they, no, they've run some counter runs, Rich. They haven't run any type of bootleg or any play action, and uh, I think this would be a real, really good time for that. 
And, well, the uh, brain trust up here is talking with Coach Wheeler. He's talking to the players. I want to tell you that we have some great sponsors who have hopped on board for today. They include Muller's Auto Recycling and Sales, as well as Johnny Zhu Pullet. Good luck, BG Marauders. Mama Randazzo's, bring home the hardware, BG. Open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Eat in, take out, delivery. Phoenix Domus, Rise Above Recovery Program. Michelle Barnes Optometry, a BG alum. Spherion Staffing. Service and Patterson Automotive. They are our wonderful sponsors who have come on board for today's championship match up between BG and Red Bank Valley. Critical play here. A minute 46 left in the half. BG on a fourth and one at the Red Bank Valley 20. And, uh, boy, how critical would this be if Red Bank Valley were to stop BG? Yeah, if Red Bank Valley would stop them, um, and there's nothing to indicate at this point that they can, um, that would be a big, big feather in their cap and at least give them some some life for the second half. All right, we'll see what the Marauders dial up. They're going to send a trio of receivers out to the left and two to the right. So Kesey Wetter is all alone in the backfield. Three-man front, now four for Red Bank Valley on a fourth and one. I still think he's going to run it, Rich. Kesey Wetter going up under center now. The ends crash down. Kesey Wetter is he's in. He, I don't think he made it. it. He no, did not make no. it. They, okay, the coaches are saying he went to the outside where the end crashed down, and there was well, no what, running room there at all. What they did, Rich, is they spread the formation out so they got bodies out of the box. And so they were just going to go against fewer people. But the two ends crashed in. They cut, cut down the B gaps, and uh, they, they did a nice job with the A gaps. They took, took away the A, but that's where he wanted to run. He wanted to run in one of the two A gaps, quarterback sneak. They took that away, and he tried to bounce out to the B gaps, but the ends had crashed. And that's what you do in short yardage. You, you take your four down linemen, and you're going to take, take away your A and B gaps. Well, it's obvious passing situation now as Bain is alone in the backfield. Five receivers in the pattern. This offense has done absolutely nothing. Bain with his first completion out on the wing, and they, Anthony they or still Vinny, didn't get anything. Vinny Shafari tackles Drew Byers, but for only about a gain of three, and now they're in a hurry-up offense. They have two timeouts to go. We're down to a minute 25, second and seven from the 24-yard line, so it's actually a gain of four. No, they lost one. I don't know where I'm at, and it's a pitch, and that's going to be to – Ashton Kale, he gets up across the 25 and out to the 29, and all of a sudden, Red Bank Valley has drawn a little bit of adrenaline here. Ball up to the 29. Going to be third down and one, but we're down to a minute one to go. Well, they've got more yardage in the first two plays than they have the whole half, Rich. All right, Bain alone in the backfield on a third and one, and they are taking their time, and Coach Wheeler says timeout. Doesn't like what he sees because all of a sudden now they picked up a little life and two timeouts, but 56 seconds remain. So that big third, fourth down stop at the 20 against uh, BG again denies the Marauders, and they now hold a precarious 7 to nothing lead, but uh, only 56 seconds to go. And uh, the way this offense is performed, it would take a miracle or a big busted play to get downfield. Well, you know, I'm not sure if uh, Red Bank's goal right here is to even score or just to get some confidence maybe. I, I think they're looking to – to really try to get their kids' uh, morale boosted a little bit to say, hey, look, we, we, we know we can move now on them. Uh, we've played as bad as we can play, and, and we're only down 7 nothing. So I, I, I think they're trying to create some morale and create some motivation for the second half. 56 seconds remain in the half. It is Red Bank Valley's ball, third and one. 
at their own 29-yard line. BG leading 7 to nothing. The only scorer, Carson Kiesewetter, a one-yard sneak with 26 seconds to go in the first quarter. Marauders have been in the red zone three times and have come away with only seven points. Well, this is starting to look a little like last week, Rich. If they don't make this here, they're going to end up punting. And then uh, Kiesewetter has a knack for uh, making some big plays with just a couple of seconds left in the half. All right, Bain is going to be so, in the backfield with Schreckengoss, so it looks like he may carry the mail. And they need a first down here badly. Bunch right, bunch trips right, third down and one for Bryson Bain and the Red Bank Valley Bulldogs trailing 7 to nothing. So they're going to snap it all the way back to the 24. He's going to get it. He's going to turn. He fires over the middle. It's complete. It's going to be a first down to Chris Marshall. He's brought down at the 36-yard line, and up to the line quickly come the Bulldogs. 50 seconds to go. Bain in the backfield again, trips receivers to the right in a bunch formation. Getting the call from the sideline as time continues to waste. First and 10, Bain back to pass. Steps up, he's hit, he's hit, and it's over the head of everybody as he had to throw that one away because he got hit by three marauders who were charging into the backfield. Brings up a second down and 10 with 37 seconds to go. Well, and again, their they're, they're two best players on offense right now are number nine and number 10, the two wide receivers, although they're moving nine all over the place. Uh, they're trying to get the ball, obviously, to both those guys. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do right now. 37 seconds left, second down. Kesey Wetter playing center field for the Marauders as uh, Cooper Rother is out on uh, the big receiver. Double teaming receiver. And here, here comes Payne, and he's going to throw it way over the head of Shrek and Gost out of bounds. And again, the Red Bank Valley offense just, they look like a, a, a lawnmower that's running out of gas. Boy, they're double covering on both sides here. So, uh, and, and they know they're going to go to one of those two tall receivers. And so they're, they're, they're the middle's wide open, Rich, if they want to take a shot there. And that's a play right there that can be easily picked off. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, he lobbed that ball, and it was way over the head of Brendan Shrek and Ghost. Reminds me of uh, Timmy Dry of Tyrone many years ago, taking advantage of a play like that. Third down and 10 for the Bulldogs. Bain back to pass, going to throw it. It's over the middle. Broken tackle, 35, but out of bounds at the 39 as Cooper Rother runs Tate Minnick out of bounds. Now it's going to be fourth and about seven or eight for the uh, – they marked him out at the 43. Wow, he must have stepped out there before the 40-yard line. So it's going to be fourth down and eight. And are they going to go for it? No, there's no way. And, and it's No, poor. yes way. They're going for it. Well, I, I would really disagree with this. Bain with a fourth down and eight at their own 38-yard line. Wow. And they draw the Marauders offside. Oh, man. Anthony Shafari jumps over the line, and that's going to make fourth and eight, fourth and three. I, I, I still don't like his decision, Rich, even if they get it. I, I think, you know, you're, you've played this poorly. You're only down 7 nothing. Why give a team that has such an explosive uh, array of players like BG, why give them an opportunity to get an extra one on the board before halftime. So fourth and three makes it a lot easier to convert than fourth and eight. So uh, Bain in the backfield, five receivers in the pattern. Fourth down and three, Bain back to pass, throws it to the sideline. It is intercepted and dropped. Oh, it was Dom Yanishak was out there. He probably wouldn't have got far, but he had the interception, and that could have been the play you were talking about. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, yeah, Rich. Uh, I just don't think that that's a good decision. That's not a good decision at all. Now it gives the Marauders the ball at the 43-yard line with 23 seconds left. I don't know. And, I, and you got Keezywetter. I well, mean, and, and right now, <laughs> call anything and just let him create. <laughs> 
Marauders take over at the Bulldog 43. 23 seconds left. They have one timeout remaining. It's 7 to nothing. We'll see what Coach Wheeler decides here, along with the offensive brain trust. No, no backs, all receivers for Kesey Wetter. Even a downfield interception would be like a punt, but Carson is going to run the ball. He's going to go up the middle, going to be hit, going to only fumble the football, and Red Bank Valley has it. Oh, man. Kesey Wetter fumbles at the 40, and Red Bank Valley recovers with only 17 seconds to go. Now, Rich, let's see if they take a couple shots with their big, tall receivers who have made plays from what I've been told all year, and BG has kept them from doing anything downfield deep. Well, if they do manage to score here, that would be crippling. No, that, that, that. After they gave you the opportunity, you gave it right back. So yeah. a turnover on downs and then a fumble by Kesey Wetter, recovered by the Bulldogs at their own 40. 17 seconds to go for Bry Bryson Bain. Back to pass. Bain's going to throw it down the sideline. It's going to go way, way. Well, that, that's a read route there by the outside receiver. And if he and, and the receiver did the right thing, he read the defensive back was playing really off. So he hooked up. The quarterback thought he was going to take it deep and threw the deep route. And uh, and, and that's why it, it seemed like they, they obviously weren't the same page. Second down and 10, 13 seconds to go. Bulldogs have the ball at their own 40 yard line. BG leading seven to nothing. We can feel the tension. No, I, I'm. I'm just a little perplexed by, by some of the play calling. Bain there. back to pass. He's going to be hit, and he's going to be dumped. And that should put an end to the first half. He got out of it, but forward progress was stopped. And who calls timeout? Somebody called timeout. Clock is stopped. There it goes. Well, they're going down to five, and they're just going to let it run out. So a – well, now what? Now we have the <laughs> official stopping the clock with one second. Who called timeout? Oh, you've got to be kidding what are they going to do? Try a Hail Mary? Well, they got those big, tall receivers. Yeah, maybe the quarterback likes to throw the ball 15 yards out of bounds. I don't know. All right, one second left. Red Bank Valley calls a timeout. They're 66, 64 yards away from the end zone, and they've done really really nothing on offense. BG leading 7 to nothing, so it looks like a 7 to nothing halftime score. For the Marauders. Well, BG has dominated this game yep. and on both sides of the ball, without a doubt. And and I think Coach Wheeler now can go in there and say, hey, you know what, look at this. It, yep. it's, it's only 7 nothing, and we have completely, in every phase of the game, dominated. And let's go out. Let's keep doing what we're doing. We, we got the kickoff. Uh, let's get a first down. And the key is come out and get a first down. Don't go three and punt. And, and then you get into your rhythm. You get into your flow. And uh, they're in a really good position right now. Red Bank Valley, on the other hand, Rich, I mean, They've they got to they, 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 they be thrilled that you can play this poorly and, and get beat this badly. And they put three seconds. It doesn't matter, one or three. The only thing that will keep this going is a defensive penalty. And BG's back deep. Uh, nobody should be able to get deep on them. All right, Bain is in the backfield. He's going to step and back. Nobody, he gets out of a hit. And nobody blocks the defense. And he's, he's going to throw it to the middle, and he's got his receiver is Aiden Orts, and he is tackled in BG territory at the 48. That will be the end of the first half. And the Marauder and somebody's exchanging words out there is a big number 75, Christian Klinger, hmm. and Ryan Donahue were exchanging uh, unpleasantries. I think it was Ryan, or may have been uh, Rother. But anyway, uh, 
uh, rather unusual first half. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, what we sp talked about, Rich, I think the fact that, um, you know, uh, Red Bank looked like, you know, they, they seemed like uh, they were just happy to be here. Well, and, let's and, hope uh, that continues yeah. and BG can come out and get another score here. And I think if they get another score, John, it's going to make it really tough for Red Bank because if they're playing this way down only 7 nothing, if they get down 14 to nothing with less than half the game to go, they're going to go into full panic mode. Well, I think what, what BG's got to, uh, got to do right now is they, they've got to go in and say, hey, we're still going to, we're going to stick with our running game. But I, I think you've got to be ready to go to your play action game because Red Bank is now putting 10, 11 guys in a box. And, and uh, you can take advantage of a, a, a fake running play and, and get somebody open. And it doesn't have to be deep either. You can, you can flood, uh, flood some stuff. You can run some read routes, some crossing routes. Uh, you know, but if BG can keep getting, keep getting uh, first downs, and, you know, let's see what happens. Well, it'll be an interesting uh, way. Hopefully uh, that, that first drive of the third quarter, Marauders are set to get the ball. They're set to receive, so uh, we'll see what happens. It is time now for the uh, Coldwell Banker Town & Country Real Estate Halftime Show. Bob Pennington, broker owner. And uh, we're going to take a break, send it back to Doug in the studio for our first break of halftime. It is Bishop Guilfoyle 7, Red Bank Valley nothing. Halfway home to a state championship. What's the second half going to bring? We'll find out when we come back here on Talk Radio 98.5 and 1240 oh WRTA. Happy Holidays from Talk Radio 98.5 and 1240 WRTA Altoona, a service of Lightner Communications. Looking for work or some extra cash? Spherion and REI are hiring for seasonal positions at the warehouse in Bedford. Positions pay up to $18 per hour and all shifts are available. You heard that right. $18 per hour. Call Spherion now at 814-623-6360 to hear more about these great jobs. 814-623-6360. Join Spherion and REI and earn up to $18 per hour. 814-623-6360. Spherion is your locally owned and operated staffing and recruiting office. Conveniently located in Bedford, Altoona, and Johnstown. Fiore True Value is your locally owned hardware store. Proud to be a part of the True Value family. Professional, do-it-yourselfer? Fiore True Value is there to help you with the expert advice, tools, and equipment you need to get the job done. Having an outdoor get-together? Fiore True Value rents tents of all sizes and for any occasion. Call 946-4706. Fiore True Value also offers a variety of specialty services like blade sharpening, key cutting, and many more. Best of luck marauders from Fiore True Value. 5514 6th Avenue, Altoona. On the web at truevalue.com slash Fiore. Holy Trinity Catholic School has started the year with a positive attitude and spirit. At Holy Trinity Catholic School, our students grow to be compassionate, creative, and critical thinking citizens. Holy Trinity Elementary has buildings in Altoona and Hollidaysburg, and our students in grades 5, 6, 7, and 8 attend our middle school in Altoona. As guardians, we work together to promote quality academics, health, and happiness. Call Holy Trinity Catholic School at 814-942-7835. Hi, this is Ashley Miller, Office Manager for Park Hills Golf Club and Tavern 27, inviting you to stop up after the game today and enjoy our outdoor seating. Bring your ticket to enjoy $2 off an appetizer of your choice. This offer is only offered on game days. And check out our website and Facebook for news and events. And as always, we are open to the public and looking forward to seeing you soon here at Park Hills Golf Club and Tavern 27. 
Dr. Stephen Yanishak and the staff at Bedford Regional Urology would like to take this moment to wish all the young men on the gridiron a safe and exciting football season. Dads and paps, don't forget to get your prostate checked. Early detection is the key and will help make sure you're still around to cheer on your children and grandchildren for many football seasons to come. Call 814-623-0552. That's 814-623-0552. And schedule your consultation today at their Bedford office or their new Altoona location, 2950 Fairway Drive. Service above beyond. This is more than a slogan of Coldwell Banker Town & Country Real Estate. It's a commitment to you. Hi, I'm Bob Pennington, broker owner. We've been in business for 48 years and take our position as your home a day plus realtor very seriously. Any business is only as good as its customers make it, so I want to say thank you. Whether you're looking to buy your dream home or sell your home, service above and beyond. Not a slogan, but a way of life at Coldwell Banker Town & Country Real Estate. Call 946-4343. This is PG Football on WRTA. The halftime show is brought to you by Coldwell Banker, Town and Country Real Estate, Bob Pennington, broker owner. Let's go back to the field with Rich DeLeo. We are at halftime at Hershey Park Stadium for the uh, Class 1A state championship. A tight ball game, just what everybody wants in a state championship game. A tight, tight game, but uh, clearly, statistically, from the amount of number of plays that have been run, to the number of yards that have been gained, uh, to the time of possession. Clearly, Bishop Guilfoyle is the more dominant team, yet they only lead this game 7 to nothing. So, And Red Bank Valley with a critical stop on their own 20-yard line on a fourth and one with about uh, a minute and 40 to go in the half. The Marauders were driving, went for it on fourth and one, and didn't gain anything uh, from, their own tw- from the 20-yard uh, line. And that resulted in the, the half basically being played out. But uh, clearly, in every statistical category, anything you want to talk about, BG has dominated this game. We're going to talk about some more of our sponsors before we uh, move on with halftime. Park Home. Need new furniture, mattress, or appliances? Look no further than Park Home. Local, family-owned, huge in-stock selection. Park Home. Stop in today, and they wish the Marauders good luck. Park Security. Are you looking for a security system provider for your business or home? We offer affordable options. Park Security, local provider. We're here for you. Good luck, Marauders. Mike Luther at Premier Pest Control. Call 312-7702 for what's bugging you. Charlie's Tree Service. Don't be a blockhead, Charlie. Call Charlie's today at 232-5208. And Postal Express, where ship happens for all of your Christmas shipping needs. Well, only one score in the first half. It came just toward the end of the first quarter. Carson Kesey Wetter, a one-yard touchdown run after the Marauders went about uh, 51 yards in just a tiny amount of plays. And Devin Wyant's kick made it 7 to nothing. That's all the scoring. And uh, John, as I said, um, no deference at all to uh, Red Bank Valley. They're out here. They're playing just as hard as they can. But they have been clearly so dominated. Yet BG's got to be a little frustrated being only up 7. Yeah, Rich, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, BG uh, has run the ball 33 times, and um, they they had two passes, actually three called passes. One ended up being a scramble, and um, and they have moved the ball consistently up and down. So the, the the big thing with BG is getting the first down plays. Mm-hmm. They're averaging between five and eight yards a, a, a carry on their first down plays, right. um, and that's that's just giving them so much leeway. Um, uh, as far as using their offense, but I think sometimes you got to be a little bit careful that 
you know, you, you get into a rut, and, and then whenever you need to use your counters off, off the uh, run action or you need to use your play action and boot passes off the run action, um, you know, if you haven't used them at all, sometimes, you know, it, 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 it takes a little while to get them going. I think that would help BG a little bit to, to get some counter action in there, to get a little bit of play action in there. I think last week or two weeks ago they ran a beautiful reverse off one of their best runs, and, um, and they may need to come back with that. Um, Red Bank Valley, on the other hand, um, I'll bet any money that that's probably the worst half they've played all year, but they're only down seven points. Yeah, being 13-1, and one, you wouldn't think they had too many like that, but uh, I think, uh, again, the first two series, they were six and out. In fact, the first three series, they were nine and out, three punts, and uh, again, BG moved the ball. They were methodical. That's why they took. That's why it's only 7 nothing. They mm -hmm. took a lot of time off the clock, yep. came up empty twice, a missed field goal, and then a uh, a fourth and one that didn't go, and they, they were able to punch it in once. But, again, I think – now, what does Red Bank Valley have to do to – you know, they have to get some offense generated. Yeah. What do they have to do defensively well, to slow BG down? Well, uh, let's go back to uh, offensively for Red Bank Valley. I, th I think the first thing they've, they've got to do, they've got to get their linemen geared up a little bit, and they, they've got to get some push up front because BG's taking it right to them defensively. Um, I think when they're passing, they've got to block the outside rush lanes. They're getting a lot of pressure uh, from the, the outside defensive ends and, and even maybe an outside blitz. They've got to be able to block that because whether or not they have a passing game, we don't know because the quarterback hasn't had enough time to let the pattern develop. And, um, and, and so uh, I, I think they, they've got to get back to doing it. They've, they've got to get that front working their offensive linemen they've got to block that front and from what i hear they have really good offensive linemen but we haven't seen it yet um well I, that, I think they've been hurrying on offense too i just think they're trying to get everything at once it looks like well in the passing game but that's that that's what uh, th their philosophy has been you know throw deep to the big receivers um, and let them make plays. They just need a little more time to do that and see if it would work. But BG, I think, has taken that away pretty well also. They've defended the deep pass well, and, um, and, and so, you know, they know that's what they do. But they've got to have a, a, an answer to that if it's being taken away. And so far, we haven't seen that. Um, BG, on the other hand, you know, offensively, like I said, you know, I, I think you keep doing what you're doing. You, you keep running the ball at them. They haven't shown they could stop you yet, uh, except in that very last play. Um, and then, um, and then you, you have your counter action ready to go. You have your play action ready, um, your boot action, um, maybe throw a reverse in there, which I know they have. So, um, you know, I think, you know, BG's in the driver's seat right now. They've got to, uh, they, they've got to come out and not get more conservative. I mean, and, yeah, you, uh, you got to get you got to get at least ten more points here. Yeah, and and you know, use your offense, and they, they've got a wide open offense, and they've got a playmaker in Keyswetter, and and um, they've got uh, some receivers like Yanishik and and um, uh, and and the. Uh, uh, number 13. That's Rother, out of the backfield, Cooper Rother, out of the backfield. Patrick Riley, too. And Riley, yeah. So uh, so they've got people that they can get the ball to, and, and I think that uh, I think we're going to see them open it up a little bit while still keeping the run foundation intact. And you can do that. I mean, that's not a big deal. Um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a little play action and, and, and hit somebody out in the flat because you know they're going to come flying on first down. 
But then again, on first down, it's not been the problem. It, no. It's been second and third down. Well, and, and they've got I mean, to, I think they've got to take a little heat off of Carson Kiesewetter, and I think that's where Cooper Rother can come in. Cooper's gained some nice yardage today, but you're right. They are honed in on Kiesewetter, and Carson, he takes that first hesitation step, and he tries to look for a hole, and they close up rather quickly. I, I think running straight ahead is their best bet. Yeah, and, and – um, it, but what, what they've been doing to offset that is they've been really plugging the A and B gaps well the second quarter. And um and, and that's forcing BG to go outside and, and you know, their their best player is that number two and they've kept him on the wide side. Um and um, they've kept him on BG's right if the ball's in the middle of the field. So it'll be interesting to see um what they come up with. And I think this first series is gonna be important. Uh, you know, like, like we always said, no matter who it is you want to get that first down on your first series of the third quarter. All right, we're going to step aside. I'm going to throw it back to Doug Herendine, who is now uh, he's taken the control since the beginning of the game, thanks to Dave Shannon for getting us started. And Doug is back there. We're going to send it back to Doug. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back to set up the third quarter with the score, Bishop Guilfoyle 7, Red Bank Valley nothing. You're listening to the PIAA Class 1A State Championship game on Talk Radio 98.5 and 1240. WRTA. Dairy Queen is looking for friendly, enthusiastic, motivated, reliable people to join their team. All three DQ locations, Logan Town Center, Valley View Boulevard, and Duncansville are looking to fill positions and all shifts. Competitive wages, flexible scheduling, training, and certifications available. Apply online at DQAltuna.com or in person at any one of their locations. Come join our DQ team. Dairy Queen. Imagine a beloved cartoon character all grown up and about to cut down a tree in his backyard. Good grief. You blockhead. You should have called Charlie's Tree Service. Good advice. Call Charlie's Tree Service for residential, commercial, and large tree removal. With over 40 years of combined experience, they'll work fast. Locally owned and operated and fully insured. Call 943-1131 for a free estimate. Let's check in with our hero. Hello? Charlie's Tree Service? Charlie's Tree Service. Like them on Facebook. The delicious McDonald's hot and juicy quarter pounder with cheese isn't called hot and juicy because you don't need extra napkins after a single bite. On the contrary, the cook fresh when you order nature means the patty's hot, the cheese is melty, and the shirt you're wearing just might get stained. But with great risk to your shirt comes great reward to your appetite. McDonald's is open for drive through and McDelivery and extra napkins. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Quarter pounder weight before cooking four ounces. Fresh beef available at most restaurants in the contiguous U.S. Not available in Alaska, Hawaii, or U.S. territories. For more than 115 years, Imler's Poultry has been one of Central Pennsylvania's oldest family-run businesses. Still offering the freshest, the highest quality poultry you can buy. Plus beef, pork, seafood, produce, and the lowest prices on high-quality deli meats, cheeses, and deli salads. Imler's Outlet stores open Monday through Friday, 8 to 7, and Saturdays and Sundays, 8 till 3. Route 764 in Duncansville. Best of luck for a great football season. There's nothing more exciting than seeing your company name or logo imprinted or embroidered on quality business apparel. Proactive Sports in Altoona can make your business or organization stand out with their custom art department, screen printing, and embroidery. Whether it's for a business, high school, college, a local sports team, club, or even logo design for an event, Proactive Sports is your go-to source for screen printing and embroidery. And they even customize. 503-2000. 
Find them on the web at ProactiveSportsINC.com or stop in and see Proactive Sports in their shop at 5910 California Avenue in Altoona. The highest efficiency dishwasher can't guarantee spot-free glasses if you have hard water. But with a Culligan high-efficiency water softener, even your regular dishwasher keeps glasses spot-free. Better yet, it virtually ends hard water spotting throughout your entire home, from your glasses to your shower doors. Plus, it saves up to 46% on water, salt, and energy. Culligan, better water, pure and simple. Hey, Culligan, man! 1801 Pleasant Valley Boulevard, Altoona. Call 944-2091. Bishop Gilfoyle football plays here on Talk Radio 98.5 and 1240 WRTA. Back at Hershey Park Stadium, both teams back out onto the field getting their uh, three-minute warm-up period and uh, 24 minutes of football to go. Bishop Guilfoyle leading 7-0. It's a tenuous lead. It's been a struggle for uh, Red Bank Valley, but BG has had clearly the better of the play. But to the Marauders, just, um, I don't know, just uh, doesn't seem to have that oomph today. Uh, in the red zone three times, uh, getting only into the end zone once. I want to thank some more of our uh, great, wonderful sponsors who have joined us for today's game. Five-star Mitsubishi Altoona. No one stocks more. No one sells for less. It doesn't get any better than this. Let's go, Marauders. Five-star Power Sports. Home, on, or off the road. Five-star Power Sports. Duncansville and Bedford has got you covered. Largest selection of ATVs, side-by-sides, bikes, snowmobiles, and watercraft. You were born ready for this. Let's go, BG. So, uh, as we have both lamented, uh, Coach Franco and myself, the second half, First, second half possession is uh, key to any game, but especially this one because uh, the Marauders really have to be leery of the onside kick. Uh, I think Red Bank Valley has to try something to jumpstart their entire team. Uh, again, a great defensive stand on a fourth and one at the 20, denied BG potential points before the half. And uh, I would think Red Bank Valley has got uh, – they've got to pull some uh, trickery out of the book now, John. Well, they, uh, they, they've got to do something to jumpstart that offense, Rich. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, I think BG at this point, they, they need to just get that first first down because that will give them a rhythm to their offense. And, um, you know, and like, like you said, you know, I'm a, that would be an interesting call to start off with, uh, with an onside kick. But, but, again, you know, um, you give them only hate, half the field if it doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. I just hate you're only down 7 nothing. Uh, field position now becomes really vital. Yeah, it does. And, uh, you know, we've BG hasn't punted the ball today. Uh, Red Bank Valley has had three. So, and, in fact, the wind is not a factor. The, the American flag is basically draped around the, the pole at half-mast. Uh, the flags aren't moving very much, so I don't think the wind is pretty much a factor. But, boy, that missed field goal looks big now, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That's a two-score lead that, that would might be tough with for Red Bank to, uh, to deal with. That's why a touchdown here on this drive, uh, if the Marauders secure the ball, would be oh so huge. Because uh, I, I don't know if they're I, – I think, again, I think they have to take some pressure and spotlight off of Kiesewetter. I think they got to make Red Bank Valley look at somebody like Rother or maybe even Abraham. Uh, or maybe even Ryan Hag get him some touches, but uh, I think they got to take a little pressure off Kesey Wetter. Yeah, I, I think you know you, you've got to have a counteraction to what the what what the best thing you do is, and I, I'm sure BG does, and it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Um, but I think now what we talked about, Rich, is is turnovers and penalties are really going to be important right now, and uh, they, there's only been one turnover in the game. And uh, that was big. Yeah, it was. It was big, no it was big at the end it. of the half. Derek Downs is going to kick. Ryan Hag and 
Drew Abraham are back deep for the Marauders. They're going to move from left to right on your radio dial in the third quarter. And again, Marauders looking for uh, the onside kick. They got some hands people up front. Downs puts it up high, and it's going to go to the sideline, and it's going to be fielded by oh, Abraham on the sideline like to the 30, down. and he's going to get to the 35 and out of bounds at the 36 as uh, Ashton Kale tries to wrestle the ball away from Drew Abraham. But the, the Marauders will start. Actually, they're going to give him forward progress to the 37. That's where we begin play in the third quarter with BG leading 7 to nothing. So, Oh, what a big series this is. Yep, let's see what BG comes out with here. And again, the first down has not been the problem, Rich. No. Joe Eckenrode now in the lineup. Joe, the big freshman tight end today. And uh, they're going to send Patrick Riley and Yanishak wide left. Cooper Rother wide to the right. Abraham now goes up as a wing for Kesey Wetter in the backfield. Rother in motion. They're going to fake it. Kesey Wetter up the middle. Carson, no running room, gets by. Oh, Bumbled the ball again, and, and Red Bank Valley got gets it. it. Carson Kesey-Wetter with his second fumble of the day. He had good yardage out to the 42, but he lost it on the way down, and the Bulldogs recover, and there's the break they've been looking for. 42-yard line. Boy, that's really what you didn't want to have happen to start the third quarter. That's basically like them getting the kickoff. Well, that's what we just said, that turnovers are going to play a big role in the second half here, along with penalties. And a first play, there you go. Carson Kesey-Wetter with his second fumble of the day. And the Bulldogs now have it at the Marauder 42-yard line, trailing 7-0. Bryson Bain, the quarterback, with Schreckengoss. Bain back to pass. Going to step up. Nobody to go to. He's going to be hit by Sente Bambachi and brought down at the 45-yard line. That's going to be a loss of three. Second down and seven. Sente, along with his teammates, get in there. But uh, once again, the BG pass rush, very effective. And they need it on this drive. They cannot, they cannot afford to give them anything and give them any momentum after recovering the fumble. Well, they needed a positive play there in first down, Rich, and, and they got anything but. And uh, now they've just taken away their own momentum with that poor play there. Now he just jumped off sides. Bain in the backfield. And Marauders jumped again, and him. they give it right back. So that brings second and 13 down to second and eight. There's one of those penalties you talked yep, about. Yep. You, those are the ones that absolutely give coaches gray hair. Yeah, those, those are the killers because you have 100% control of them, and you just got to discipline yourself. So second and 13 goes to second and eight, and again, that's another positive for Red Bank Valley is they got the fumble, and they get bailed out here on a penalty. All right, Bain now in the backfield with a workable margin. It's second and eight. For the Bulldogs, Bain back to pass. He's got time. He steps out of the rush of Pollock. He's going to be hit, and he's going to be brought down by Bambachi and Pollock. Ball is fumbled. He wasn't down, or did they call him down? They called him down. Well, they called him down, but nevertheless, it's going to be a big loss all the way back to the 45, so they get the five yards back, does BG, and it goes right back to third down now and 13. Well, I'll tell you what, Rich, uh, BG's – Defensive line yeah. is really dominating their offensive line at yes. this point. Their, their defensive line is keeping this drive suppressed right now. And again, Red Bank Valley just standing, everyone looking at the sideline like, okay, this is disjointed as I've ever seen a state championship team. Well, they, they're looking at the sideline to get to play. That, well, I know that. That's, that's but what their spread is doing still. Them, but, uh, All right, Bain fakes a handoff. He's going to throw it. That ball was tipped, and it was on the ground. Did they call it on the ground? 
Well, they're just slowing me down. The forward progress is marked at the 50. All right, here. so that's going to be another loss, and that's going to be a punt. So it's going to be fourth down and 18. So the Marauders dodge the bullet of the fumble, and now Cooper Rother is going to go back deep. And I guarantee you, he's been instructed if he can at all costs pick up the punt and run. Well, and it's amazing to me that uh, they didn't even try one running play that whole no, series. No, they did not. Tate Minnick will punt for the Bulldogs. Cooper Rother back at his own 20. Nine and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. Oh. He's down, and they blew it down, and the Marauders are going to get a huge break. Minnick went down to field the ball at the 39 or 38-yard line, and the Marauders get a huge break with a first and 10 in Bulldog territory. Tate Minnick went down to field the punt. When he got it, his knee was on the ground, and you heard the BG coaches. They'll put it at the 38, so the Marauders get a huge gift right back. And now they've got to take advantage. Well, you know, Rich, that's another uh, thing that drives coaches crazy is that you work with your punters, and we, we do a drill where, where you scoop and you show them how to scoop. You never, ever go down with a knee. First and 10 Marauders at the Bulldog 38-yard line. 9.28 left in the third. BG leading 7 to nothing. but what a score would do here. Casey Wetter hands it off to Rother. Cooper up the middle. He's got room. And he's brought down at the 35-yard line after a short gain of three. Looked like he had a lot of running room, but it closed down quickly, and I believe it was Ashton Kale on the tackle. Yeah. So a gain of three brings up second down and seven, and Cooper Rother could play a big part in this Marauder offense well, here in the second half. It, it looks like they're going to give him the ball a little more, you know, divide it up a little bit, but uh, they're four down territory right now, so uh, they keep their offense moving. And now what? Even a field goal would look great here if they can get close enough. Or a touchdown would be even better. Marauders now shift everybody to the left and two backs in the backfield. Rother in motion. Cooper gets a handoff again. He's up the middle. He's got room. And he's inside the 30, down close to the, or I'm sorry, the 35, down to the 32-yard line. It's going to bring up third down and still about four for the Marauders. With 8.35 left in the third, it's 7-0 BG. And now a touchdown here in the third quarter is really going to put the uh, – pressure on the uh, Bulldogs, but they got to get there first. Yep, let's see. BGS two downs to get four yards. Let's see what they come up with here. They're a little out of Wyant's range here. Mm -hmm. they got to get to the 28-yard line for a first down. Looks like they're going to power right at them. Carson hands it off to Rother up the middle. Cooper is hit at the 30. He's going to be short by a couple of yards and tackled uh, Zeldon Fisher and Carson Rupp. Now BG's going to look be looking at a fourth and two. From the 30-yard line, do they? does Red Bank Valley have another stop in them, or do the Marauders push for three? Boy, uh, how about a fake ISO, Rich, and throw one over the top with everybody coming up? Well, I'm sure they're going to pin their ears back and, and, and come, so we'll see. I'm going to pin their ears back and come across the line of scrimmage. It's so nice to sit up here in the box and make that play call and not have to do it. Exactly. All right, here it is, fourth and two from the 30. Second time the Marauders have been in this position. Kesey Wetter with Abraham in the backfield. Carson gets the ball, fakes it, and he's going to be hit, and he's not going to get it again. They have stopped him for the second time on their end of the field, and BG, didn't, they didn't even get back to the line of scrimmage. Kesey Wetter did not get back to the line. They tackle him at the 31, and so it goes back and forth. And now it's Red Bank Valley's turn with 7.23 left in the third. Still 7 to nothing BG. Wow. 
Well, neither one of those fourth down boy, plays, John, had any running room at all. Well, both uh, you know, both first series were exactly the opposite of what we said they needed. So let's see if we can start all over again. Trekking Ghost. He's going to get the handoff this time. He's got running room off the left side. He breaks some tackles. The little guy gets it out to the 39-yard line. That's going to be a gain of eight. And now the, the uh, Bulldog fans are getting into it, and that can do nothing but pump up your team. On a gain of eight, it's going to be second down and two from the 39-yard line. The best offensive play of the day, yeah. I think. And they had him in the backfield and let mm -hmm. him go again. Why is the clock? That, that clock is skipping seconds. It's not running properly. It was stopped at seven for about three ticks. Hmm. Bain hands it off to Orts. Orts is going to be in the backfield. He's going to try to get the corner. He does. He's across the 40 and out to the 45-yard line. Marauders had him again. Let him go. They're going to give him progress to the 46. First and 10, and all of a sudden, Red Bank Valley starting to move the football. Yeah, they, they seem like they've uh, awakened a bit. Uh, let's see if they can sustain a drive, though. And the Marauders had one, but two chances in the third quarter to try and up their lead or increase their lead, and they haven't done it. First and 10 at the 46-yard line. Bain looking for the play over at the sideline. Boy. Twin receivers to the right, one to the left. He's going to go back to pass, and he has his man at the 45 yep. into BG territory. That is Marquise Gardlock, and all of a sudden, the Bulldogs have awakened, so nothing like the team we saw in the first half. First and 10 at the Marauder, 43-yard line. That was an RPO, Rich, a run-pass option. They had a running play called. They had a slant by the outside receiver. They, they felt like they had it, and they took it, and they got a first down out of it. First and 10 for Bryson Bain at the Marauder 43. First time today they've been across midfield. Shrek and Ghost, the handoff. He's going to be hit. Marauder's trying to take the ball from him. He's going to gain a yard to the 42, and he's going to be brought down there. Several Marauders, P.J. Pollock and Drew Abraham, along with uh, Vinny Shafari on the stop. Gain of one, second down and nine for the Bulldogs at the BG 42-yard line. We're down to 525 left in the third quarter. It's 7-0 BG, but... The first real threat of the day from Red Bank Valley coming right now. Yep, uh, they, they, they seem to have kind of shaken out of it a little bit, Rich. Let's see if they can sustain a drive here. Bain back to pass, rolling to the right. Can't throw it to anybody. He's got running room. Gets across the 40 and brought down at the 39, between the 39 and 38-yard line. Abraham and uh, Anthony Shafari on the tackle. They're going to put him at the 39. So that's going to bring up third down and six. For the Bulldogs, as we are under five minutes to go in the third quarter. Seven to nothing, BG. You can feel the tension here at Hershey Park. Bain in the backfield again with Shrek and Ghost. He's got four receivers in the pattern. BG coaches beside us. We haven't heard much from the Red Bank Valley coaches today. They're very quiet. As Bain looks to the sideline now for the completion of the play, calling the signals. Gets the snap, back to pass. He's got time this time. He's going to throw it down the sideline. It's going to be Hag, and it's oh going to be caught God. for a touchdown. Ryan Hag was there, but it's going to be caught by Marquise wow. Gardlock. A 38-yard touchdown pass, and the Red Bank Valley Bulldogs are a kick away from tying this state championship game. Beautiful pass. Ryan Hag was there, but Garlock had a couple of steps on him, and it turns into a 38-yard a touchdown run. There's those tall receivers that Coach Wheeler was talking about. 
Well, Rich, it was a perfect pass. It was a fade, but go ahead. They got the extra point coming up here. And Tyson Adams looking for the tie. And, boy, you talk Big about momentum here. swing. And it's good. And we're tied at seven. 4.18 to go. The BG coach is very unhappy right now. And, uh, boy, has this thing turned. Well, that was the first play that BG made, and uh, or I mean that uh, Red Bank made, and it was a big one, no doubt about it. Well, the momentum has clearly shifted now to the red and white side of the field, and the Marauders need to get it back. They had a chance. They recovered, or they got a big, big play on a kneel down on a punt at the 38-yard line and were stopped on a fourth and two at the 30. That's twice today that they were stopped inside the enemy territory on fourth and one and fourth and two. Yeah, yeah, they were Twice. Two. Uh, that basically put Red Bank Valley back in the game uh, both, both times, Rich. And, uh, yep, now the Marauders have to get it back. They've yeah. got to get the mojo back. They, it is completely flipped here in the second half. Yep, no doubt. And, uh, boy, Marauders are going to go back to that first half when they just clearly had everything going their way and come up with only seven points. 7-7, 4.18 to go in the third. You're down to 16 minutes and 18 seconds. Well, now VG's uh, offensive line is going to have to take charge yeah. here. And they, they've done such a good job the last three weeks, and including the first half of this game. Now they're really going to be needed. They've got to get this first first down and, and at this point sustain a drive. Uh, and uh, now, now, like I said, with the tie game, you know, things change a little bit. Our sponsors today, and they've been with us all season, Culligan of Altoona, The Appliance Station, Holy Trinity Catholic Schools, Friars Nook Gift Shop, Craig Fencing, and the ARC Federal Credit Union. So it's been uh, all BG in the first half, and it's been all basically uh, Red Bank Valley here in the third quarter. We're tied at seven, so it looks like we're coming down to cases here. And uh, BG, I think you're right. they got to get a first down here, John, but I think they need a response right here. Yep, I agree. Uh, uh, you know, we talked about explosive plays being really important in a game like this. That was the first one, really, of, yeah. of the game. The only one of two uh, two or three positive plays that they've had basically yeah, all day. Yeah, they, they have not done much uh, any other part. So now the, the momentum, I think, is going to be really important here. Well, now they're putting in a new kicker, and, and uh, Chris Marshall. So uh, BG better beware. They, the last time Adams kicked off, now it's Chris Marshall kicking off for the Mar for the uh, Bulldogs. Ryan Hag and Drew Abraham back deep. So uh, Rother and uh, Kesewetter have been taken off deep duty, but they're up at the 35-yard line as part of the hands team. BG again, but I don't with the momentum now. I don't think uh, they're going to keep it. I, I don't so they're going to keep it short. I don't know why you would. All right, we'll see. Here comes Marshall to approach the ball from our right. And he kick, does kick it deep, and it's going to be Ryan Hag at about the 13, up to the 15, 20, 25. He's hit there and brought down around the 27, 28-yard line, and that's where BG will start first and 10 in a 7-7 ball game with 4-12 left in the third quarter. Well, the Marauders need a response here because now uh, clearly momentum on the side of Red Bank Valley after that touchdown and a beautifully thrown ball by Bryson Bain. To Chris Marshall, or make it to Marquise Gardlock on a 38-yard pass. Yeah, that was a, as beautiful a pass as you're going to get, Rich. And really, oh, he and Sante Bambachi's late getting on the field, and they're down to 12 seconds. In the, this is where teams start to fall apart if you don't pay attention. Now they come up with a tight formation. Looks like they're going to keep it on the ground. 
Casey Wetter calling signals. He's going to run the ball. Carson up the middle. He's got good room. He's out across the 30-yard line to the 33. Again, he's got five yards. That'll give him five yards on the play. It'll bring up second down and five for the Marauders. So there looks like they're just going to keep doing what worked for them in the first half. But they need a response here as uh, Ashton Kale limps off the field on a run for Red Bank Valley. 7-7 seven, seven tie, 345 left to go. If this game does go Red Bank's way, you can look at those two stops on fourth down and short in their own territory. Kesey Wetter again up the middle. Carson is going to be across the 35, 40, 42, and he's holding on to that football for dear life. He he almost broke it, and he gets to the 43 for a first down for the Marauders. And uh, BG's still a long way away from pay dirt. We're down to 320 to go. In the third, it's the state championship game. We're tied at seven here from Hershey Park on a cloudy but nice day for football. Old-fashioned smash-mouth football, two tight ends, full house backfield, and uh, just BG taking it right to them. And again, they come up with that same formation, Bambachi in the backfield again as a blocker. Kesey Wetter, the lone running back right now. He's going to take it again. There it is. It's a jump pass and wide open is Jafari. 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. No flags on the play. You called it the jump stop pass. And Anthony Shafari was wide open. 57 yards for the Marauders and they retake the lead. What did I tell you? I thought you'd like that. I love that. Anthony Shafari from Carson Keseywetter. Wide open. And it is 13 to 13-7, so the Marauders answer right back. Well, they, they kept bringing him up in the box, bringing him up in the box. You could see all 11 guys up there, and when he took those first two steps, they came flying, and nobody stayed back. Critical point, Wyant's kick up and good. So Bishop Gilfoyle answers right back. 57-yard touchdown pass. Carson Kesewetter to Anthony Shafari. 2.47 to go in the third. Now momentum back on the purple side. It's 14 to 7 BG. Yeah, that's uh, again, that's about as wide open, John, as you can get. Yep, and and you know you always have most teams will have somebody reading the tight end. So if he releases, you stay with him. So things like that don't happen. But when you're dealing with high school kids, you can preach and preach and preach. And if they've been doing that all game, then that kid he probably looked for one step, and then boom, his eyes were right in the backfield. And those are killers. That's Anthony, why those plays are so good. Anthony Shafari was at the 30-yard line with absolutely no one, no one in the vicinity. Yep, that was a two-tight end, full-house backfield, fake quarterback iso, tight end pop pass. And uh, they're always effective when you can run the ball inside. And Casey Wetter put it right on the money. Shafari never had to break stride, and he ran 30 yards Actually, he ran all 57 yards untouched and gives BG the lead right back after Red Bank Valley clawed their way back into this thing, got momentum, and now the Marauders just took it right back. Now, let's see what well, Red Bank Valley can do to answer. We need a Devin Wyant usual kickoff here into the end zone. They've been short all day. You don't want to give them a field now that they know that they can score. You really want to put them deep. So, Devin, we need your leg here. 2.47 to go in the third, 14-7 BG. They come right back 
Devin does put his leg into the ball, and it's not going to go to the end zone. No, it's going to go to the five, and it's going to be a keeper by uh, Gradlock. He's up to the 35, 40, 40. Fumble the football. No, did he? Nope. It's on the 40, and Marquise Gradlock gets some great field position at the 40-yard line. First and 10. Now, all of a sudden, John, this game seems to have opened up. Yeah, Rich, it, w it went from uh, kind of a, a drag-out first half to uh, some pretty exciting plays here in the second half. And, again, with the, the state title on the line in the last half for the year, yep. uh, you kind of would expect two pretty good football teams here. And they have arrived here in the second half, although, again, BG clearly the better team in the first half, but only seven points to show. All right, the Bulldogs have it at their own 40. A good return by uh, Marcus Gardlock to the 35 yards. First and 10 at the 40. And the handoff is to Shrek and goes, he almost fumbled the ball, but he's going to get five yards to the 45. He fumbled the ball coming through the line of scrimmage. Brought down by Anthony Shafari and Dom Yanishak, second down and five. So uh, now both teams' offenses really have picked up steam here in the, in the past few minutes. Second down and five for the Bulldogs. From their own 45-yard line, BG leading 14-7, 2:09 and counting in the third quarter. Handoff again. Shrekin goes. He's going to get to the right side. He's got room. Across the 50, gets the first down, and he's knocked down by Kesey Wetter and Shafari and PJ Pollock, but not before he gets to the 47 of the Marauders and a first down. So. Definitely Red Bank Valley has awakened on offense. Yeah, the two first two plays were two two inside zone plays, and they blocked them really well, and they've got like 15 yards on them. So Bryson Bain now uh, trying to move his troops in for a tying touchdown again. The Marauders got to be aware of the passing game. They have uh, guard lock down here on the near side, one-on-one -on -one coverage with Ryan Hag. Definite size advantage. Handoff again, Shrek and Ghost. He's hit. Behind the line of scrimmage, he's going to get one, maybe, uh, yeah, one yard to the 46-yard line. That'll be all. Brought down by the interior of the BG line, led by Colin Butler. It's going to bring up second down and nine, as we are at 110 to go in the third quarter. 14-7 Marauders. Just what we needed. A tense, tight state championship game. <laughs> Couldn't be 35-0 or something. <laughs> And, uh, boy, they're not in any hurry-up mode. Of course, they don't have to be. They're only down seven. Second and nine from the Guilfoyle 46-yard line. Bain again. Shrek and Ghost. He's going to have some room around the S. And, again, another missed tackle. And Cooper Rother knocks him out of bounds, but they're going to keep the clock going. They're going to give him progress to just inside the 45-yard line. So that's going to bring up third down and going to call it a long seven for the Bulldogs with uh, 35 seconds to go in the third quarter. Well, it'll be interesting to see if they, they think of this as four-down territory or not, Rich. Well, barring a penalty or an incomplete pass, this would be the end of the third quarter. Bain in the backfield again, back to uh, pass. He's going to pass it out on the wing. He's got his man, great guard lock, and he dropped it. I he was, he was looking at three purple jerseys when he dropped it, but that's going to bring up fourth down, and that's a punting situation with only 14 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Now here you got to be aware of the fake too. I'm all for these fake plays and onside kicks. That's, that's yeah, what that's I think because, about. That's because you don't have to call them. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Cooper Rother back deep, and it is uh, Minnick again to punt. And uh, on a fourth and seven, I don't. You still have a quarter to play. I don't think you yeah. want to do that at this point. 
So he's going to aim it uh, for the side. Rother is going to let it bounce, and it's going to go out of bounds at around the 12-yard line. That's where BG will put it with just five seconds to go in the third. So the Marauders are going to take a 14-7 lead into the fourth quarter with the ball now at their own 12-yard line with a first and 10. Well, it'll be interesting. You know, you, your defensive coaches are telling their kids over there, you know, read your keys, read your keys. They've been bringing everybody up in the box, and that's fine. But if you've got just two tight ends and they're your, the only receivers you've got, two guys have got to be disciplined enough to read their keys. Tight formation for BG. BG just looking for a first down here at the end of the third quarter. Kesey Wetter up the middle. Carson looks for a hole. He gets a little room to the 15. He'll gain three. And that's it. Three quarters in the books. BG 14. Red Bank Valley 7. Come back for the championship drive of the fourth quarter here on WRTA. These days, budgets are tight, but appliances still need replaced to repair when they quit working. So what do you do? You go to Appliance Station. Appliance Station offers affordable reconditioned appliances, and they can also fix your broken appliances right in your home. If you'd rather do it yourself, they sell replacement parts. Call 814-201-2113 and ask for Mindy. Appliance Station, a half block down from the Railroaders Museum at 1129 9th Avenue, Altoona. Like them on Facebook. The Friars Nook Gift Shop in Hollidaysburg is the only place in the area that you can shop for all of your religious and spiritual gift needs. The Friars Nook is a Catholic store with something for all Christian denominations. When you want a present to have a spiritual meaning that someone will cherish for a lifetime, make a stop at the Friars Nook at 793 Monastery Road in Hollidaysburg. The friendly staff invites you to drop by and browse through the store. For gifts of faith, have faith in the Friars Nook. Be sure to like the Friars Nook Gift Shop on Facebook. Blair County's Talk Authority, 98.5 FM and 1240 AM, WRTA Altoona, a service of Lightner Communications. Bishop Gilfoyle football plays here on Talk Radio 98.5 and 1240 WRTA. Back at Hershey Park Stadium, ready for the fourth quarter. Uh, when we went to break, uh, Sante Bambachi was injured down on the field. He's got to come out. But he walked off under his own power and seems to be all right. The Marauders now are facing a second down and seven from their own 15-yard line. They lead it 14-7. to seven, And we've got one quarter to play. And now uh, the Marauders have 85 yards to go to uh, hopefully, if they could at least somehow come up with a field goal, their defense – Played well in that last series, John, after the touchdown drive by Red Bank Valley. But now, any more points by BG is going to make it tough, even a field goal. Yeah, um, you know, they still, even though they had the the nice touchdown two series ago, Rich, uh, they, they still haven't shown that they can just continually drive on BG. So the Marauders have it on their own 15 yard line, second down and seven. The last quarter of the season is upon us. Abraham. Yanishak, Rother in the backfield. Now they switch. They go to Kesey Wetter's right. Rother is the deep man. Cooper gets the ball on the run up the middle. He's hit at the line of scrimmage. Going to gain uh, about two to the 17-yard line. Going to bring up something BG hasn't faced too much of today. They're actually going to give him out to the 18. So it's going to be third down and five. Uh, the Marauders have not faced third in much of five or beyond today. Well, they, uh, they've been shifting uh, two and three guys from one side to the other and running to that side a lot today. They did the same thing there, Rich, and then countered back and uh, 
Red Bank was was ready for it. They uh, they sniffed it out pretty well. Third down and uh, we're going to call it a long four. It looks like to be more of four than five, and they're loading yeah. up again inside. Let's see what they have here. Kesey Wetter with three backs in the backfield now. Carson trying to draw them off with a hard count. He did it last week. Did he do it? Yep. He did. He drew them off sides, and it's going to be a first down. Oh, Carson Kesey-Wetter with another hard count, and that's going to give BG a big first down out to the 23-yard line. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, again, just like we were talking about with BG, you know, you've got to be disciplined, and, and you cannot go by the sound of the quarterback. I don't know if he did out there. I think I he, think he did. I saw, I saw the hard head bob, so I – I tend to think he did draw them off. Well, he was so far outside, that's what I was wondering about, that, the guy that came offsides. He was a corner that looked like he was coming in. So now the Marauders can continue their drive. Cooper Rother, the handoff up the middle. He's got running room. He's across the 25, the 30, and he's down at the 32-yard line. That's going to be a gain of nearly nine, and it's going to be second down and one for the Marauders. There you go. The second and shorts mm -hmm. are what have been the key to the Marauder offense this afternoon. Yeah, they, they have done a fantastic job on first down tonight, or t this afternoon. Second down and one. Marauders can take their time. They need to have three plays to get one yard. Kesey Wetter with Abraham, Rother, and Yanishak in the backfield. Carson going to keep it. He's got a first down. Across the 35, out to the 37, first and 10 Marauders. Yep. BG spreading them out a little bit there, and uh, it looked like Red Bank Valley went into a, would be like a 5-3 look and just playing man coverage on the receivers. Cooper Rother brings a play in from the sideline. First and 10 Marauders at their own 37-yard line. We are down to 10 minutes to go. 14-7 BG. Boy, a long sustained drive here with points may do it. Wishful thinking. Uh, that could put the game out of reach. Kesey Wetter to Rother. Cooper up the middle. He's got room. He slices across the 40 and out to the 43-yard line. And that's going to be a gain of six. It'll be second down and four as, once again, the Marauder offense picking up steam. This is what they did basically in the first half, but as they, they took a lot of pressure off of Kesey Wetter, John Cooper Rother has gotten the ball a lot more here in the second half. Yeah, exactly, Rich. And, and you know, you, you were asking for that coming in yeah. just, just to get some of the pressure off him, and I think that's worked. But I think straight ahead has been BG's it, best play today. It it's still comes down to the O-line, and they're, they're picking it up. Rother again. No, it's Kesey Wetter. Carson's going to be hit, not going to gain anything. He is right at the line of scrimmage. So Carson has been finding the sledding tough as of late. And that's going to bring up third and four now at the 43. Nine minutes to go. Boy, a big first down here. You want to keep the drive going. You don't get it here, you're going to have to give the ball up to Red Bank Valley. So the Marauders need four yards for a first down on third and four from their own 43. Well, yeah, this, this, this is a, a big play. I, I'm not, I think it's bigger for Red Bank Valley than BG, though. Well, they're Let's all bunched they in. Do. Yep. Kesey Wetter, no receivers at all. Kesey Wetter going to oh, call. Oh, the tight end jumped off And sides. BG moved, and that is, unfortunately, Noah Ritchie. So now you just made third and four, third and nine. Oh, a critical time for a penalty, and there again. Now the Marauders are really in a pickle. Third down and nine from their own 43. I'm sorry, from their own uh, 38. They've got to get to the 48-yard line, 47-yard line for a first down. Clock continues to run, however, but the Marauders are in danger of having to punt this football away. Riley and Yanishak wide to the right. Rother and 
Shafari wide to the left. Abraham with Kesey Wetter in the backfield on a third down. Carson back to pass. He's green. got time. It's a screen. Oh, he had it. He, he had, had it. Abraham, and he had nothing but green in front of him, and he overthrew him. Drew Abraham had nothing to at least midfield, which would have been a first down, and the Marauders have to give it up. They had the right play, and the ball was just too tall for Drew Abraham. Yeah, they were in a cover one, Rich, which meant they're playing man with one free safety deep in the middle. They, they took that coverage out of the play, and the linebackers never got back to the running back. And, boy, he had, like you said, nothing but green. Ashton Kale and Chris Marshall are back deep. Drew Aber or Drew, um, or De I'm sorry, Devin Wyant with the kick. Gets a nice kick. It's going to bounce at the 30. Going to be picked up by Marshall at the 25. He's got outside room to the 30. There's a block in the back that they missed, 35, 40, and up to midfield. And into BG territory, blatant block in the back that was, wasn't called. Well, this has been a big part of their offense this year with their return game. Both their punt and kickoff returns have been outstanding from what I've been told, and, and that was a pretty good indicator. Well, the ball is being placed at the BG 49-yard line, so they've got less than half the field to go with 7.50 to go. It's 14-7 BG. Oh, my goodness. Well, this, this should be a classic then coming up here. This, this should be a good one. I think the Marauders may have tightened up a little here in the second half. They look for numbers 9 and 10, Rich, to see if they utilize them. All right, Bain gives it to Shrek and goes up the middle. He's hit. He's going to gain yardage down to the 45. That's a gain of four, and it's going to be second down and six. So uh, Red Bank Valley looks like they want to try and pound it down. Well, see what happens here. We're down to 735 to go. Yeah, simple ISO play with your 139-pound fullback. A little bit different. Second and six at the Marauder 45-yard line. Bain with Shrek and Ghost in the backfield. And the big man out front is Marquise Gardlock. And on our side of the field, it's Chris Marshall. So we'll see here. They're going to give it to Shrek and Ghost again. He's got room. He slices down to the 40-yard line. They're going to give him maybe to the 41. It's going to be another gain of four. It's going to be third down and two from the 41-yard line. Yep. And the clock is down to seven minutes to go. Yep, two inside zone plays, and uh, they've got two downs to get two yards now. Let's see if, if BG can stop them back. They're trying to draw them off with a hard count. Marauders don't move. Ben Bocci, who was hurt at the end of the third quarter, is back in there. Bain now calling signals on the play, third and two. He's going to hand it off to Shrek and Ghost again. He's going to spin up to the 38, going to be close to that first down. Looks like he got it. Anthony Shafari on the tackle. This little guy has been a just a grinder yeah. all day today. Yeah, they, well, he uh, is the, tiny. Th the uh, third and fourth quarter, he's really come around, and um, and again, 139 pounds, and uh, they just ran three straight inside zone or dive plays, and uh, they keep getting him. They're 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 not using their big guns. Bain in motion. They're going to give it to the to guard lock, now, yeah. and he's going to get good yardage up the middle as the Marauders try to strip the ball away. And uh, when you do that, you let him run for more yardage. He's going to get it down close to the 31-yard line. That's going to be a gain of seven. It's going to be second down and three. 5.55 left. 14-7 BG. Now they ran a little jet sweep action there, Rich, and he cut it up for a nice little gain. It's going to be second and short. We'll see if Shrek and Ghost gets the call here as uh, they employ their running game. BG trying to dig in and stop the Bulldogs. Back to pass is Bain. He's going to go up the middle. He's going to be hit, and he's going to be brought down. Sante Bambachi 
Big play behind the line of scrimmage. Going to be a loss of two back to the 33-yard line, and that's going to bring up third down, and we're going to call it five. Well, that looked like a coverage sack there, Rich, because he had plenty of time, and uh, he didn't get what he wanted on the outside here, so he decided to tuck it and go, and he doesn't have a, he doesn't have the keezy wetter quickness no, he doesn't. to get out of that. And, John, we're down to five minutes to go, and the Red Bank Valley coaches are pleading for a timeout up here, and they're probably going to have to take it. They're down to seven seconds on the play clock. So Red Bank Valley does take a timeout. They have a third and five at the BG 33-yard line with 4.52 to go in a 14-7 lead for BG. I want to thank some more of our sponsors uh, who have been here all season long and with us today, Colin Sheehan, Allstate Insurance, Spirion Staffing, Fiori True Value Hardware, Immler's Poultry, and Proactive Sports. So here it comes. Uh, Red Bank Valley, uh, they've already had two in the plus column as far as defensive stands go. BG needs their first one right here. Well, again, you know, you've got four yards. Is it four yards? Yeah. Five. It's third. And, I have third and they have the 33, and the ball, the uh, yard to gain is 28. Okay. They actually have it third and six, but I think it's closer to third and five. If you look at the sticks and where the down yeah, marker is. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Um, so I'm going to call it third and five from the 33. Okay, so this is uh, four down territory, so they're, they're, they're going to try to get, you know, you want to get at least half of this right here. And then again, uh, I'm interested to see if they're going to use their athletes. Number nine, we were told, was the key guy. And Chris Marshall. BG shut him out. Six three, they, but Mark Gardlock was the guy who caught the touchdown Gardlock pass. Gardlock, and he was the second guy they said was really good, and he's bigger than number nine. And um, now he ran that nice jet play here, but that's I think the only one of two plays that he's run today outside of a deep pass. Four fifty-two left. BG fourteen, Red Bank Valley seven. Red Bank Valley has the ball third and five from the BG thirty-three yard line. Well, I think they're going to throw it here. I, you know, they've lulled them to sleep with the run. I think they're going to throw it. Yep, but they're been. not. They're only sending one wide out to the near side, and that's Ashton Kale. Yeah, they got a bunch. Bunch over to the, the left. left. Yep. Yeah. All right, we'll see what happens here. Kale in motion. He's going to get the handoff. He's got the corner, and he's down the sideline, and he's knocked out of bounds at the 25-yard line. There is a flag on the play. Somebody may have turned up field too soon and this is going to bring it back oh this could be a huge call and the down marker moved i think the down marker should be at the 33 but this is going to be a motion penalty i think the uh running back the jet it's illegal guy. motion yeah. against red bank valley oh a huge play because that takes away a first down at the he 25 started, yard line he started his motion before everybody else was set i thought i saw that well, that's going to make it now third down and 10 from the 38-yard line. Oh, my goodness. It's still four-down territory for the Bulldogs of Red Bank Valley. If they don't get a first down here, they could be in a little trouble. All right, the BG coaches are calling for a double pass. We'll see because the quarterback now is Chris Marshall. Kale is in motion. They give it to Kale. It's a flea flicker. And he's open again, touchdown. and it's going to be a touchdown. They the BG it. coaches called it three times, and nobody was looking, and it's another 38-yard touchdown pass to the same receiver, guard lock, and we're a kick away from being tied. 
The BG coaches had it pegged. They called it. Oh, they got it. They called it. They called it, and they weren't ready for it. Well, Rich, I'll tell you what. That was a beautiful play design by uh, Red Bank Valley. I'll give them credit. BG coaches saw the formation, knew what was going on. No, it's and Adams it, again for the extra point. This, this could tie huge. it. This is huge. Snap is Boy, good. It's slow. down. It's kicked. Did it go through? Yep. And we're tied. So Boy. the BG coaches had it right on the money. That snap was pretty pretty poor. Yeah, it, it was. was. so slow it floated back. But now the Marauders have a chance with 438 left. They have a chance to go down and win the game. They have a chance. But, oh, my goodness. They had it. Call, you could hear them. You could hear them call double pass. And that's exactly what it was. And Gardlock found himself wide open down the sideline. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, Rich. Uh, the, the design of the play was really done well. And they they blocked. I mean, generally, BG has just killed them on any of their bubble passes. And uh, this time, uh, boom, they took advantage of their aggressiveness. And, and it was an outstanding play. Well... The last thing you want is overtime because I don't like the high school <laughs> overtime setup myself. Oh, neither do I. I don't neither like do it. I. And uh, so now the Marauders are going to get the ball with about four and a half minutes to go, depending on any run back here. And they have a chance to go down the field, but their offense is kind of sputtered except for the pop pass that turned out to be a long touchdown pass. Their offense has really done very poorly in the second half, just like what Red Bank Valleys did in the yeah, first half. Uh, it was uh, interesting that Coach Wheeler had uh, some extra time there talking to his kickoff return team. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they have some type of reverse or trick trick here. This would be the time to use it. Marshall is going to kick it to Rother or Wetter. Marshall approaches the ball at the 40. It's a short kick, oh, yeah, so it's it going to really be fielded is. by Abraham near the 30. Drew is up to the 35, and he's down to the 36. Yeah, good field position. Good field position. You have 435 to go, and you have all three timeouts, but you're only in need of a field goal if you can get it down, drive it down, and kick a field goal. But it's been a tough sledding for the Marauders here in the second half. 14 all, just 435 left. Oh, the Marauder coach, you could hear them. You could clearly hear them calling the play, and that's exactly what it was. A double pass that turned into a, a second 38-yard touchdown pass today. That's uncanny. Yep. All right, Kesey Wetter in the backfield for the Marauders. Now he's going to pass. He's going to fake it. He's got a man down the sideline. It's, it's Will Rother, 35, 30, 25, and he's brought down inside the 25-yard line all the way down to the 20. They're going to give him progress on a first down for the Marauders. He ran a simple hitch and go, Rich. They faked the hitch. The nice pump fake by Keseywetter, and, and the receiver made a great run and catch off that. Big play again. The, the explosive plays are really taking root in the second half. The Marauders are in the red zone. They're at the Bulldog 20, first and 10, 420 to go. We're tied at 14. State championship on the line. They're definitely in field goal range now. Yep. But you really want to come away with seven here. Yep. You want to give them as little opportunity as possible. Rother, the handoff up the middle. Cooper gets room. He's at the 15 down to the 14-yard line. That's going to be a gain of six. It'll bring up second down and four. And now the Marauders can just use that clock. 
They can take, they can snap that ball with one, use the clock. They are definitely in Devin Wyant's field goal range at the 14-yard line of the Bulldogs. 3.43 to go. 14 all, second down and four from the Bulldogs' 14-yard line. They can get one more first down. And it looked like they ran that play in the middle to maybe position the ball a little bit better. All right, Kesey Wetter with Abraham in the backfield along with Rother. They need to get a first down here. Keep the time going. Rother up the middle. Cooper's open. 10-5 touchdown. Cooper Rother, 14 yards, and just like that, the Marauders go right back down the field again with another answer, and they take a 20-14 lead with 3.21 to go. Three-play drive, Rich. Big play, the hitch and go, but then two just two simple off-tackle plays, and uh, BG picks up the touchdown. So, heck, they make that look easy. Well, Devin Wyant now for a huge extra point. This was a 7 to nothing game at halftime, yeah. and it was kind of <laughs> lethargic, and now all of a sudden it's pinball. Snap, set, kick, up, good! Bishop Guilfoyle, 21. Red Bank Valley, 14. We are in for a fantastic finish. BG has answered Red Bank Valley twice with quick strike touchdowns. And now, John, maybe Red Bank Valley showed their trick hand a little too early. Well, maybe. They have plenty of time. Yeah, and, they do. And, that uh, they do. And and uh, it'll be interesting to see if they keep – now they, they started using their playmakers, which they haven't done the whole game. So it'll be interesting to see if, uh, if they go back to them. Although, again, they're – they don't have to rush anything either. Bryson Bain is warming up on the sideline there, so that leads me to believe that they're going to put this ball in the air. They've got 321 left, but BG with the lead at 21 to 14, the second time they have answered Red Bank Valley touchdowns here in the second half. My goodness. Yep. They uh all, all they, you want in a state you, championship you, game. Yeah, you, you get them mad and man, they come back quick. <laughs> So we need the we need Devin Wyant to put this thing in the end zone. Haven't seen that much lately. It's been a lot of pooches and a lot of ground balls and line drive kicks. And and, and potential onside kicks. Yep. I don't think you'll see that here, but uh, I really think Devin, we need you to get one in the end zone, but he's not looking for it. He's gonna put that thing on the ground. He has that thing parallel to yeah, the ground. They're, they're moving up for at least a squib. All right, here comes Wyant's approach. And he does uh, put it in the air, a little soccer-style boot, and it's going to go out of bounds. And they're going to give him the ball at the 35-yard line. We'll make it the 40 because you get the five yards now, I guess, when the ball goes out of bounds. I saw that twice this year. Unless, I, unless th it, I thought it was 35. It, it probably is, unless it goes out before the 35. Because I saw, yeah, I saw yeah. two teams get the penalty. Yes, if you, if you get it before the 35, you I think they're going to make him kick it again. Well, they, you can add. You can tell them to they're going to kick it again yeah, yeah well now the marauders have just given them five yards and now wyan has to kick from the 35 yeah you, that's your call i mean you don't have to take it at 35 if you don't want to it's the only penalty where you get three mm -hmm. options but but yeah but you're right um if the ball goes out of bounds before the 35 you get it right where it goes out of bounds at so Wyant's going to have to kick it again. 3.21 left. Going to be up to the Marauder defense. They lead 21-14. And it's going to take the drive of the year for Red Bank Valley to go down and possibly tie or maybe go for two and try and win this thing. Do you put your pressure on that on your kids at that point? Well, uh, 
Boy, the, the, the last kick didn't look very sturdy. No. So, uh... And he's doing it again. He puts the ball down parallel to the line. He approaches, and he's going to soccer style it again. It's going to be picked up right at the 30, up to the 35, and that's Kaylee at the 35-40 and brought down at the 41. So that's where Red Bank Valley is going to start at the 41, first and 10 with 3.15 to go. 21-14 BG leading. 3.15 away from a state title. But Red Bank Valley has awakened here in the second half. Don't go away. Well, as bad as that first half was, this has turned into one heck of a football It has. Game. And again, I'll bet BG's kicking themselves. Again, they were stopped at the 20 and at the 30-yard line yep. on fourth down and short plays by Red Bank Valley. So yep. we'll see what happens here. This is kind of an unusual formation. No, they, They're calling they got, it again. They got a bunch. They're and, calling uh, it again on a throwback. We'll see Kaylee in motion. It's going to be Wallace, and he's going to be hit at the 41, and he's only going to get one to the 32. I'm sorry, Chris Marshall. Yeah, this is number nine, the other athlete, and uh, they're putting him in a, in a wildcat formation again to get their best player the ball. And Coach Wheeler saying, watch for the throw. Second down and nine, ball at the 42-yard line. Clock continues to motor down, 250 left. Second and nine, it's four down territory for Red Bank Valley the rest of the way. Yeah, they got number and nine. And boy, are they taking their time. Yeah, they got number nine Thank out here you. wide. Thank you. Stand out there 10. a little more. They are just taking oodles of time. And they may have to call a timeout. They're down to five seconds. Yeah, they got it. All right, man in motion is Shrek and Ghost. He gets the pass. He gets to the 40, 45. Gets uh, tackled at the 47. They're going to give him the 48. He's still short of the first down. Clock continues to run. We're down to 2.15 to go. It's going to be third down and a long three from the Bulldog 48-yard line. Well, they, they don't hurry. No, they don't. They are taking <laughs> they, their sweet old they time. They don't get rushed. Bain in the backfield along with Shrek and Ghost. He's going to be back to pass. Bain, he's going to look. He's going to step up. He's got room. 50, 45, runs out of bounds into the BG bench. At the 43-yard line, he gets the first down and stops the clock. 152 left. First and 10, Red Bank Valley at the BG 43, 44-yard line. He's not a very fast kid, but he saw the opening there and knew they had to get the first down. So I'll give him credit for taking it there, but it did take him a well, long time to get there. He had two positives there. He got the first down and yeah, stopped the and clock. Stopped clock, right. Now they have trips to the left for Bain on a first and ten. There was movement there. Bain up. He's going to be hitting the backfield, and he's trying to get away from the Marauders, and he ran into his own back, and he's not going to get much of anything. He ran into his own lineman. Yeah, he... Uh, he moves. He does not move quickly getting out of the pocket, Ricky. Ta Ricky and we've got a, a lot timeout time. by Red Bank Valley. They have to start using their timeouts now, down to a minute 38. No gain on that play. Second down and 10 with a minute 38 to go. I really don't need this excitement. <laughs> well, it's, it's, you know, I'm trying to figure out what they're trying to do here. Um, they, they have a quick game if they want to use it, and it seems like that would be his best game. Um, I haven't seen any slams. They got big since since they, they completed that real nice one early in the third quarter. They haven't gone back to it, and uh, that's so it, there. In this situation, you know they're going to throw the ball. If you're BG, do you, you rush four, you drop your linebackers back. What do you do? Well, yeah, you got to go with what you do best, and and it seems like their their basic pass rush is good. Uh, they probably want to bring at least one more to get five men on the rush. 
and and play your best pass defense, which with BG it looks like it, it's they, they, they play some zone and some man. I mean, they can do either. They have good skill kids out there. So, All right. um, you know, hey, but but I think they got to rush maybe five because they're putting pressure on this kid, and he is not good moving. No, he's in the not. Pocket. He's not quick of foot, but uh, he's got an arm. We've he's seen got that. An arm, yes, uh, yes, he does. So let's set it up here for you. It's second down and ten for Red Bank Valley at the BG 44-yard line, 138 to go. Guilfoyle leading 21 to 14. An interception would seal it. An interception would seal the state title, presumably. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Now a new back in the backfield. That is Cole Bish. Back to pass, and it's caught over the middle, and it's complete, but it's not a first down. Shafari on the tackle of Aiden Ortz. It's going to bring up third down. They did gain eight. It's third and two at the 37-yard line. Or no, third and three. There's a quick game slant I was just telling you about because they're giving it to them now. They're double covering on both wide outs there. So your inside guys. Bain back to pass, throws it over the middle, and it's dropped. It's knocked. It's dropped. Wasn't knocked down. But Tate Minich dropped it over the middle, and it's now fourth and three for the Bulldogs. Here's the play that could seal it for BG. Fourth and three from the BG 37-yard line. Yeah, they had had double coverage on both of the good wide outs, and they left the middle open. They they did run a crossing route into the middle, and he was there, but uh, it was not a very good pass. Here we go, Bryson Bain with a fourth and three at the BG 37-yard line. And they're going to call a timeout. I think Coach Wheeler calls yeah. a timeout. Yeah, double coverage over here. You have double coverage at the top. One twelve left. Fourth down and three. 21-14 BG. The Marauders need their one and only stop right here. They're going to call it fourth and three from the 37-yard line. They've got to get to the 34, but, yeah, they still have – they only have one timeout left now, and they're down to a minute 12. But again, you have the uh, you have the luxury of being able to spike the ball, yeah. And you do, and the clock does stop on first downs. But with the 40 second clock implementation, mm-hmm. uh, you put the ball down and there to get the clock running as soon as possible. So um, getting a first down stops the clock very temporarily anymore. Yeah, yeah. As soon as, soon as the chains even get into the area. <laughs> so the Marauders are one play away from bringing home a state championship. It's fourth down and three. The ball resting just inside the BG 37-yard line. They've yep. got to get three for the first down. Again, Rich, they're, they're double covering both the wideouts on the outside. That's what that inside was open that we were talking about, and they hit the slant before. Uh, I think that's something they may come back to. The BG crowd trying to drive on the Marauders to make one big play, and here it comes. Triple receivers to the left, fourth and three for Bryson Bain and the Bulldogs. Trying to draw BG off. They're not budging. Bain trying the hard count. Now he's trying again. Gets the snap. Back to pass. He's got time. Steps up into the rush. He's got room, but he's going to get to the 34-yard line. They're going to give him the 33, and it's a first down. You're down to a minute six. That play took six seconds. No, the clock goes. It's first and ten at the 33. Down to a minute to go. Oh, my goodness. Trips to the left. Bain in the backfield, one man to the right, and he spikes it. Oh, you're allowed to do that this year. You're allowed to do it from the the shotgun? Yeah, this year is a new rule. All right, so they're saving their timeout, but that cost them a down. It's second down and 10 
from the 33-yard line. 53 seconds left to a state title for BG. 21-14, Marauders lead. Red Bank Valley trying to tie it. They are 33 yards away. This is where they've been lethal from. This part of the field, they've scored both of their touchdowns from 38 yards out. Second and 10, here we go. Bulldogs with Bain in the backfield. He fakes a handoff to Shrek and goes. He's, he's going to get hit by Safari. Dumped in the backfield at the 40-yard line. And now they've got to call timeout. It looked like Ryan Donahue was also in there. But big number one, Anthony Shafari with the big play of the day. He puts him down at the 40-yard line, which will bring up third down and 17. And Red Bank Valley has had to call their final timeout with 44 seconds to go. Well, Rich, uh, they only rushed three guys. And uh, they had their big tackle just standing there looking inside when the only rusher was just outside him. So I don't know what he was looking at. I don't know what pass protection you have which calls for that because that just looked like he just blew it, the left tackle. Um, uh, that's all. BG had eight guys in the coverage and three, they, three guys rushing and the left tackle or left guard. Either of them could have bought, could have double teamed them. Now it's third down and 17. The important thing is here to keep anybody in bounds you have 47 seconds to go. And to keep another another sack here would basically end this thing because they would have to rush mm. and get at least 17 yards or if you get another sack. But the key is to keep them in bounds here because they have no timeouts left. Yeah, exactly. 47 yeah. seconds to go. Third down and 17 from the BG 40-yard line. Well, and it's not going to matter if you can't block three guys rushing. Well, here they come. It's three down again, and Shafari's playing the outside. It's three receivers to the left, one receiver to the right, one back in the backfield for Bryson Bain. Third and 17, and a timeout by Justin Wheeler. He wanted to see what formation, basically the same formation they came yeah, out in the last yeah, play. They, they've been running either three by one or two by two. So I mean, Coach Wheeler has three timeouts left. You might as well use them. You want to see what they line up yeah. in. So some more nervous time here with 20 with 47 seconds to go. I'm always interested to see what they're trying to do on this, and um, and BG's in a three-deep coverage, and uh, they're going to have their inside people running with any vertical. So right now, you know, you're, you're, you probably want to try to get something vertical and, and maybe hit him at the 15-yard mark when he's in between the under coverage and the deep coverage. Um, and, and that could be done out of that formation right there. So John, I'll tell you what. We've had two exceedingly different games here today. A lethargic first half was 7 to nothing <laughs> for BG. With, uh, they totally dominated this game. And then in the second half here, we've had drama like you should have in a state championship yeah, game. Yeah, it really is. Two totally different games without a doubt. Well, the Marauders are basically, I think, one and a half plays away. If they can get some kind of sack or not give up the first down here, time's going to run, and then that's going to put Red Bank Valley into a fourth down hurry-up situation. Yeah. All right, it's third and 17. Here we go. Bain in the backfield. He's got three receivers right, left, one to the right. Here it comes. Here comes the rush. Bain over the middle. He throws. It's incomplete. It was in and out of the one hand of Tate Minnick. And BG now one play away from bringing home the gold. 43 seconds left. Fourth and 17 from the 40. Yeah, number five stopped on that. If he keeps running, he should have that. And now they've got to get 
17 yards on the first down, for the first down. The Marauders are one play away with just 43 seconds left. It'll take one snap after that. Here we go. Right now you go verticals and you get the ball. Bain fumbles the ball in the backfield. He's going to throw it over the middle, and it is intercepted by Carson Keseywetter. He's up to the 15. He's down, and the Marauders are bringing home the gold. Bishop Guilfoyle bringing home the gold. 32 seconds to go. Keseywetter with the interception. It was a drop snap in the backfield, and Bishop Guilfoyle is going to be a four-time state champion. And Keseywetter again. Keseywetter again. Carson Keseywetter is going to take one snap of the guys. football. Congratulations, And Great Bishop job. Guilfoyle is coming home with a gold. 32 seconds left. It's 21 to 14. Marauder coaches ecstatically leaving the booth. And Bishop Guilfoyle, one of the most improbable runs. Good job. After a very, very, very tough regular season, they are going to bring home the gold once again. Get ready. Well, again, Keseywetter coming up with a big play, Rich. Uh, that, that kid knows nothing but big plays, clutch plays. Um, even, though, even though that quarterback dropped a snap, he threw the ball in an area where he gave his kid a chance to make a play. But uh, their kid against Keseywetter, I'm probably taking Keseywetter every time. John, there is no one sitting on the BG side of the field here. The, the great crowd that came down from Altoona or wherever they came from, mostly from Altoona. And they are a kneel down away from a state championship, an unbelievable run. Coach Justin Wheeler and Carson Keseywetter make it the – oh, look who's going in, John. Hayden Garner. Hayden Gardner is on the field. Hayden Gardner, number eight, is in uniform and on the field for the Marauders for the victory kneel down. That is awesome. Carson Keseywetter with the kneel down. Or actually, they're going to let Aiden Garner take the kneel down. He takes it, goes back, kneels down, and that's it. <laughs> Bishop Guilfoyle, the PIAA Class 1A state champions for the fourth time in the last eight seasons. Well, very classy move by Coach to put put the uh, Garner kid in. Um, I didn't even realize he was dressed tonight. I didn't time. either, but it was a surprise. And Hayden Gardner takes the victory snap. That's it. The clock is out. It's zeros. Bishop Guilfoyle wins it 21-14. to Well, I'll tell you, Rich, like you said, it was two completely different games. Um, I give Red Bank Valley credit for coming back the second half. Uh, that I mean, they, they look completely out of it the first half. And uh, and then BG responded. I mean, you know, you know, BG kind of got smacked in the mouth a little bit and like, oh, wow. And and they showed their resilience. And John, by, by they responded with it and coming back. They responded not once but twice. Yep. They did not let I think the key, they did not let Red Bank Valley get any momentum after either one yeah, of their touchdowns. Yeah, they, they took it right to them um, and had some pretty good play calls and executions and uh, uh, boy I'll tell you you got to hand it to them they they didn't quit they came back and it turned out to be one heck of a football game. Bishop Guilfoyle and Red Bank Valley now exchanging uh, handshakes at the 50 yard line great to see that these two teams just gave us a thrilling thrilling game. <sighs> Doug I need to take a break. 
Bishop Guilfoyle, the Class 1A state champions again, 21-14 over Red Bank Valley. We will take a break, and we'll be back for the postgame for the Bedford Regional Urology postgame show here on WRTA. 24 hours of Christmas fantasy. The Christmas Fantasy Marathon. Christmas Day on WRTA Altoona. A good football team relies on both a strong offense and defense. When it comes to protecting your property, residents and businesses rely on a strong fence. Craig Fencing has been installing both residential and commercial fencing in Central PA since 1983. Craig Fencing offers quality, value, consistency, and reliability. They set the standard for value by offering the highest quality products and services, the best prices, and a dedicated residential team. Craig Fencing is fully insured with workman's compensation and liability insurance. Call 942-6569. Craig Fencing is a proud sponsor of BG Football. Go Marauders! ARC Federal Credit Union can help you with many of the important things in life. If you'd like to become a member, ARC has growing opportunities and you'd be surprised at how easy it is to qualify now that ARC includes over two dozen local employers and organizations. And with two branches, it's easier than ever. Services like business loans, online banking, and mobile deposit. Let us show you the many benefits of being a member of ARC Federal Credit Union. Stop into 1919 7th Avenue in Altoona and 419 North 7th Street in Juniata. If you're driving less, you could save more. With pay-per-mile car insurance from Allstate, you can have control over your auto insurance costs by only paying for the miles that you drive. Pay-per-mile car insurance comes with the same reliable coverage you've come to expect from Allstate, but is designed for people who aren't on the road as much. Drive less, save more with Allstate. Contact Altoona Allstate agent Cullen Sheehan for a quote today. Price based on driving behaviors and includes a daily rate. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and its affiliates. Looking for work or some extra cash, Spirion and REI are hiring for seasonal positions at the warehouse in Bedford. Position pay hour and all shifts are available. You heard that right. $18 per hour. Call Spirion now at 814-623-6360 to hear more about these great jobs. 814-623-6360. Join Spirion and REI and earn up to $18 per hour. 814-623-6360. Spirion is your locally owned and operated staffing and recruiting office. Conveniently located in Bedford, Altoona, and Johnstown. Fiori True Value is your locally owned hardware store. Proud to be a part of the True Value family. Professional, do-it-yourselfer? Fiori True Value is there to help you with the expert advice, tools, and equipment you need to get the job done. Having an outdoor get-together? Fiori True Value rents tents of all sizes and for any occasion. Call 946-4706. Fiori True Value also offers a variety of specialty services like blade sharpening, key cutting, and many more. Best of luck marauders from Fiori True Value. 5514 6th Avenue, Altoona. On the web at truevalue.com slash Fiori. Holy Trinity Catholic School has started the year with a positive attitude and spirit. At Holy Trinity Catholic School, our students grow to be compassionate, creative, and critical thinking citizens. Holy Trinity Elementary has buildings in Altoona and Hollidaysburg, and our students in grades 5, 6, 7, and 8 attend our middle school in Altoona. As guardians, we work together to promote quality academics, health, and happiness. Call Holy Trinity Catholic School at 814-942-7835. You're listening to BG Football on WRTA. Let's go back to the field for the postgame show and the player of the game. Presented by Bedford Urology. You get the player of the game. The coaches, the players, everybody that's down on that sideline is today's player of the game. The Marauders are going to be getting their gold medals, and they already have the trophy. 
So uh, Doug Herendina has been our producer this afternoon. Apparently we have some replays. I'm not used to having these. So, Doug, I'm going to throw it back into your capable hands, and this is going to be uh, the first touchdown of the day in the first quarter. Marauders quickly up to the line. Full house backfield in front of Kesey Wetter. I think he's going to take it. Carson up the middle. Dives. End zone. It's got to be in. Now they're marking him down. Nope, they're marking him down just short. Well, well that official must have the best eyes I, anywhere he like he was in, in Hershey, Pennsylvania. For him to be able to find that one-inch spot. Man, this well, guy's got They gave him the one-inch spot there. All right, so uh, that wasn't the touchdown, but uh, nevertheless, uh, Doug, I'm just going to let you run with the play. Run the play, and then uh, I'll describe it for you. How's that? Because you told me what they were, but I didn't write anything down in all the excitement. So run the play, and then uh, I'll tell you what it was. Nine and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. Oh, he's, he's down, and they blew it down, and the Marauders are going to get a huge break. Minnick went down to field the ball at the 39 or 38-yard line, and the Marauders get a huge break with a first and 10 in Bulldog territory. Now that's when the game was tied at uh, seven in the uh, third quarter. And then uh, actually BG was up seven to nothing. And uh, Red Bank Valley went to punt and the punter went down on his knee and gave BG a huge break at the 38 yard line. But the Marauders were then stopped at the 30 yard line on a third down and two. All right, Doug, next up. There it it's is. It's a jump pass and wide open is there Safari. 35, 30, 25-20, 15-10-5. Touchdown. No flags on the play. You called it the jump stop pass. And Anthony Shafari was wide open. 57 yards for the Marauders, and they retake the lead. That was at the 247 mark of the third quarter, just after. Uh, Red Bank Valley got themselves back in the game, tying it at seven. That put BG up 14 to seven, would set the stage for a wild and frantic finish in the fourth quarter. Maestro, you're up again. Rother up the middle, Cooper's open, 10-5, touchdown! Cooper Rother, 14 yards, and just like that, the Marauders go right back down the field again with another answer, and they take a 20-14 lead with 3.21 to go. Devin Wyant's kick made it 21 to 14, and of course, then the final 321 was drama because uh, Red Bank Valley had the ball for the last 321, oh, three, or three minutes actually, because uh, they went down to a fourth and 17, and uh, the ball was uh, fumbled in the backfield by their uh, quarterback, uh, Bryson Bain, and he had to throw it down the middle off balance, and it gave Carson Kesewaiter an easy path to intercept the pass and end the game. And that's the way it turned out. And, and Hayden Garner, who missed this entire season because of an injury in summer practice, came out and took the victory formation snap for the BG Marauders. So Hayden Garner is part of this team. The plaque up now. And uh, Hayden Garner is holding up the plaque. The young man did not get to play his senior year, but he is also much a part of this team. And the Marauders seniors are holding up the trophy for their fans, the adoring fans that have been with us all year long. They've made every road trip, every home game. It's just an incredible sight. And for Hayden Gardner to go out there and take the victory snap just says what these guys mean to one another as Bishop Guilfoyle <laughs> wins, wins it. It's like they're carrying around the Stanley Cup, <laughs> only they're not kissing this trophy. 21-14. to 14. Uh, I've already given you the play of the game. 
So, um, Doug, I know we have another break to take, so why don't we do that? We've given you the play of the game. We've given you replays. We've given you the scoring. John and I will come back to wrap up this very happy day after this break. BG, the state champions on WRTA. Hi, this is Ashley Miller, office manager for Park Hills Golf Club and Tavern 27, inviting you to stop up after the game today and enjoy our outdoor seating. Bring your ticket to enjoy $2 off an appetizer of your choice. This offer is only offered on game days and check out our website and Facebook for news and events. And as always, we are open to the public and looking forward to seeing you soon here at Park Hills Golf Club and Tavern 27. Dr. Stephen Yanishak and the staff at Bedford Regional Urology would like to take this moment to wish all the young men on the gridiron a safe and exciting football season. Dads and paps, don't forget to get your prostate checked. Early detection is the key and will help make sure you're still around to cheer on your children and grandchildren for many football seasons to come. Call 814-623-0552. That's 814-623-0552. And schedule your consultation today at their Bedford office or their new Altoona location, 2950 Fairway Drive. Service above and beyond. This is more than a slogan of Coldwell Banker Town & Country Real Estate. It's a commitment to you. Hi, I'm Bob Pennington, broker owner. We've been in business for 48 years and take our position as your home a day plus realtor very seriously. Any business is only as good as its customers make it, so I want to say thank you. Whether you're looking to buy your dream home or sell your home, service above and beyond. Not a slogan, but a way of life at Coldwell Banker Town & Country Real Estate. Call 946-4343. Dairy Queen is looking for friendly, enthusiastic, motivated, reliable people to join their team. All three DQ locations, Logan Town Center, Valley View Boulevard, and Duncansville are looking to fill positions and all shifts. Competitive wages, flexible scheduling, training, and certifications available. Apply online at dqaltuna.com or in person at any one of their locations. Come join our DQ team, Dairy Queen. Imagine a beloved cartoon character all grown up and about to cut down a tree in his backyard. Good grief. You blockhead. You should have called Charlie's Tree Service. Good advice. Call Charlie's Tree Service for residential, commercial, and large tree removal. With over 40 years of combined experience, they'll work fast. Locally owned and operated and fully insured. Call 943-1131 for a free estimate. Let's check in with our hero. Hello? Charlie's Tree Service? Charlie's Tree Service. Like them on Facebook. The delicious McDonald's hot and juicy quarter pounder with cheese isn't called hot and juicy because you don't need extra napkins after a single bite. On the contrary, the cook fresh when you order nature means the patty's hot, the cheese is melty, and the shirt you're wearing just might get stained. But with great risk to your shirt comes great reward to your appetite. McDonald's is open for drive-thru and McDelivery and extra napkins. Quarter pounder weight before cooking four ounces. Fresh beef available at most restaurants in the contiguous U.S. Not available in Alaska, Hawaii, or U.S. territories. Bishop Gilfoyle football plays here on Talk Radio 98.5 and 1240 WRTA. We are back at victorious First Sheep Park Stadium, Bishop Guilfoyle 21, Red Bank Valley 14. The phones have been ringing. The texts have been coming in. Uh, oh, John, what a day. I'll tell you what. We went from an extremely dull, docile, dormant first half where BG had numerous chances, only led 7 to nothing. Red Bank Valley looked like they had no idea what was going on. To go from that to... The next to the last play of the game, and the game on the line, 
Great turnaround in the second half for both teams. I said BG's offense didn't do much. They got the game-winning score when they needed it, but it was their defense that carried them in the second half, minus the two big pass plays. Well, yeah, exactly, Rich. And that, that was the game plan going in, or the scouting report on Red Bank Valley, is that they were a big play, explosive play type team that, that they generally got their scoring by coming up with one play drives or a, a kickoff return or a punt return for a touchdown. And they kind of lived up to that. They had a trick play here. They, um, they, they had a long pass completion on the other one. And, and I mean, it, it, it really turned out in the second half to be a totally different game. I mean, congratulations to BG a tremendous game, I mean, a tremendous season, but a tremendous state championship game when it looked like they could do just about what they wanted uh, in the first half. And in the second half, they come out, they got they got slapped a little bit, and they had an offer, they had a chance. They either could stand up to it or back down, and they stood up not once but twice. So uh, what, what a great effort, and, and there's, a, you know, my congratulations to the coaching staff and the players and, and the school uh, wow, what, what a tremendous game to be part of, and, and I'm sure they're all going to uh, enjoy this. And this coming off the BG Girls State Championship in the spring. So uh, the good times just keep on rolling for Bishop Guilfoyle. And, you know, I have so many people to thank, uh, I, you know, all of our sponsors that have been here with us. You're going to hear them uh, again at the end. Uh, all of my producers, uh, Jamie Rickens, Doug Herondine, Dave Shannon today, uh, the professor, Jim Price. I hope I'm not forgetting anybody uh, back there. Uh, Coach Wheeler, who's been so gracious with me doing our interviews for these games and gotten to be good friends with him. And I really, really like the way he coaches his team, uh, the way he approaches each and every game. He is so thoughtful of his kids and his players. Uh, and they have repaid him back, John. And now this is the fourth one he's brought to BG. You know what this is like. You brought the first one ever to District 6 and to Blair County. So you know what the feeling's like, but this is the fourth one. But I think this is going to rain a little more special for Justin, just by what he said in the pregame, that this group was different because of the four losses and the very tough season that they've had. Well, they never get old, Rich. Uh, Each each one you get is is even more special than the one before. And... um, and you know he's got he's got the program in a great place, and uh, and and you know things keep looking up. I mean they they've got a, a ton of good kids back for next year. So uh, yeah, they do. So uh, you know we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, but yeah yeah they've they've got a great program going here, and um, nothing but the best to them. I have uh, two more people to thank because without them I wouldn't be here. Uh, well, Dave Shannon's actually one of them, so I got three. But uh, Bob Taylor and Matt Leitner. Uh, the two guys at the top of the food chain here at the Lightner Communications, um, they were so gracious enough to ask me to come on, come over, come on board and work for their company. And I said, there's one stipulation. I said, if you're going to do sports, I want to do Bishop Guilfoyle football and basketball. And lo and behold, my first year back, John, since 2014, I not only get a, a district championship, but I get a state championship as well. And, uh, Again, nothing is as good as that, and I, I am just so fortunate to be back a part of this program. Uh, loved every minute of it. Uh, some nights you, you went home and you're just like, wow, I mean, what's going to happen now? But, you know, John, ever since they had the week off between the regular season and the playoffs, this team, especially defensively, has played so, so very tough. And they got some injured kids healed, and they just took off, and they just focused every single week. And today, as I said, I think the two biggest 
the two biggest plays for them were their touchdowns in the second half because they answered Red Bank Valley's touchdowns each time very quickly. Oh, there's there's no doubt uh, that th- those were big, what, three-play drives yep. uh, each time, something yep. to that effect. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it wasn't like one play for BG. It, it was that series, and I think you hit it right in the head when you said there's no player of the game. It, it was the, the team of the game because – Everybody on that team had to kind of uh, buckle up and, and button up the chin strap and, and come at them, and, and they did that. I mean, you know, it, it says a lot for the team concept right there. So Bishop Guilfoyle is going to uh, be returning home. I see that it's about 345 in the afternoon. I can't tell you what time they're going to leave because the team is still out on the field. They're taking pictures with the trophy because they've got the score in the background on the scoreboard with the zero on the clock. And uh, I don't know what time. Uh, I'm figuring probably around 7. Uh, John and I are going to get back. I'm going to definitely be at the school uh, for this uh, welcome home because uh, anytime you can bring a championship back from Hershey, uh, that's a good year. So, uh, again, many people to thank. Uh, our sponsors have been wonderful. They're going to be with us through basketball season. All the people that came on board today, you heard their names uh, and their products throughout the, the broadcast. Uh, I can't say any more, so I'm just going to say we're going to wrap it up and we're going to come home, and uh, the Marauders are bringing it back home. A 21-14 win over Red Bank Valley. The 1A state championship is back in Altoona for the fourth time in eight years. So for everyone involved with Lightner Communications, I want to thank them, all the guys for football this season, all four of the teams we covered. Thank them. Thank everybody at BG, Justin Wheeler and his staff, the players who have been gracious, the fans who have been super supportive, and for everyone out there, Rich DeLeo for Coach John Franco saying the final score in the 1A state championship game, Bishop Guilfoyle 21, Red Bank Valley 14. So long from Hershey Park Stadium. You've been listening to Bishop Guilfoyle Marauder Football on WRTA. BG Marauder Football is brought to you by Bedford Urology, Park Hills Golf Club, Town and Country Real Estate, Charlie's Tree Service, McDonald's, Culligan of Altoona, The Appliance Station, Holy Trinity Catholic School, The Friars Nook, Craig Fencing, ARC Federal Credit Union, Cullen Sheehan Insurance, Sperian Staffing, Fiore True Value, Imler's Poultry, and by Proactive Sports. Tune in next time for Bishop Guilfoyle Marauder Football. This is Talk Radio 98.5 and 1240 WRTA Altoona.